everyone. Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. Hi. We're all here. We're all doing it. <laughs> Mixing it up. <laughs> Taking it out, chopping it up. Taking it out, Putting a brick through the other guy's windshield. Keeping our heads on a swivel. <laughs> Not taking any guff from no swine. Wow. Oh, yeah. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. Kevin's totally chilling. I can can vouch. Yeah. Like a villain, as they say. You could say. I, I suppose. I'm wearing say. a villain mustache and hat right now. He is tying He's someone tying to the train, some the train tracks. tracks. There we go. Classic. But I'm doing it in a chill way. Yeah. That like, is villainous. You gotta, you gotta give him that tying a lady to the train tracks. Jesus, how many? That, I, you know, Where do you even tie her to? That's the thing. I mean, I guess she's just tied up. Is so she tied could up and like thrown under the train tracks. She could like worm away from there if she really tried. I but think. damsels basically at the time pretty much just waited for their fate. Well, to they couldn't to move them. her. I mean, their bones are basically like. Uh, you know, porcelain or something, right? Yeah. If they move too much, they'll break. So they <laughs> yeah. they certainly can't wriggle away off of some train tracks into a, a ditch. Of, a lot of those damsels old <laughs> aren't made of steel or whatever. A lot of those old B movies will be great, like the like the horror movies from like the 40s and 50s, where like a bad guy will appear and he'll be like across the room, and the lady will just be like ah, and just like fall down, <laughs> just be so scared they can't move, and the guy just slowly walk. Like they don't even try to save themselves at all. It's they're so scared. No. Ah. Ah, ah, I guess this is just going to happen. Well, they're listening to the piano music that's playing. Damsels. That's true. That's a jam right there, Matt. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with this. This lady's tied to these train tracks. Speaking of ladies tied to the train tracks. Is that what we're talking about today? Are we talking about three movies about ladies tied to train tracks? No, these are three romantic heists, as a matter of fact. Romantic capers, I would romantic say. Romantic capers. Yeah. They don't really have heist. There's only one There's only one of them that has, that, or one of them doesn't have a heist. One of them doesn't have a heist, but there is like thievery involved. There's thievery. Yeah, there's, yeah. It's all thievery and capering. Romantic and, capers. Um, so we're going to have to come up with something for that. Stolen, <laughs> I, thought, I mean, stolen hearts thief is of a, hearts. an obvious one that we can use if we stolen can't come hearts, up with something thief better. Thief of hearts. Both, those are both good. They're both good, but they're not funny. I had one the other day, but and it was super long, so I forgot. It was super long? It was too long. Now I'm curious. Yeah, me too. And it was funny? Eh. Oh, it was funnier oh, than Jesus. it was funnier than Stolen Hearts, so but like still like when I when I thought of it, I'm like, well, that's not very funny, and it's too long. <laughs> These are bad <laughs> options, man. I mean, if I I were trying to remember it during the show, it was so long. Try to remember it. It was please. like a paragraph. What the fuck was it? Anyway, we're talking about. Write these things down. Three romantic if you're coming capers. up with long, unfunny gold, you got to write that shit down. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't write it down because I'm like, either I'll remember this or forget it where it rightly belongs. Either I will remember it or I will not. <laughs> it was. This is a 50 50 chance. What? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's true. We, re- we did the math. Sometimes you, know, sometimes you remember part of a thing, though. Sure. Fine. Like I remember, we'll I watched that. I watched the Matrix, the Matrix Four this morning, and I remember parts of it. Parts of it. Yeah. You know, you but I don't. I can't. Thing. I can't be bothered to remember the whole thing. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris steals the show. I remember the parts where it shows clips from the old Matrix movies, <laughs> 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 and I've forgotten the rest of it. What was the rest of it about? Nobody knows. That's what it was about. Was I mistaken, or was Christina Ricci in that movie? That for is like Christina one Ricci. Second. Yeah, she's she in like one scene. In she's yeah. in a cameo. She's yeah. like, "Hi, I'm me." She, and like, oh, she, does, she does like all this corporate uh, like synergy talk. Yeah, and Chad Stromlinski or whatever his name Stahelski. is. That's it. That's it. He's the guy who plays Trinity's husband. Yeah, Tiffany's husband. And his name is Chad. Yeah. Anyway, Beta Cup. Chad Stahelski, the director of the John the John's Wick. But we're not talking oh, about. Oh, is that who that yeah. is? Shit. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we're talking about three other forgotten movies today. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. All right, so romantic capers we're dealing with today are both from 1999, Entrapment and the remake of The Thomas Crown Affair. Mm-hmm. Came out months apart. And 2002's much maligned The Truth About Charlie. Wood's going to probably get some maligning today, I imagine too. it probably <laughs> will. be doing some maligning of that, of that particular film. Uh, Not for me. I'm going to be, mal- I'm I'm gonna be, be st- maligning all of these films. I think I think at least, I, think it, at least I, I liked two of these. One of them is some of the worst garbage uh, I've seen in a long. Well, time. start talking about I, it. Then. Really <laughs> could be. I think I know what one you're talking about. Let's just about, start with. We're going to start with that one, which is 1999's Entrapment, which is just an absolute piece of dog shit. When fortune knocks, open the door. He is the ultimate thief. This is classic Mac. This was 70 stories up with smart glass windows at 400 pounds a pop. He's the best. The law can't catch him. We sent a couple of guys after him, and these were both good agents. They were both men. But she has a plan. What do you have in mind for bait? For the perfect trap. Why are you following me? I've got a proposition for you. I'm a thief. I give you the world's tallest building at home of the International Clearance Bank. Do I have your attention now? Undivided. It sucks. It really sucks. It's funny too because <laughs> it's funny too because I watched them. I watched Thomas Crown and then this one and Sophie and I watched both of them and it, like this one starts with a fucking uh, painting, some painting thievery and we're like, oh my god, are these both about fucking <laughs> painting thieves? Yeah, art thieves. They're about art we thieves. We almost had like a three for three like art, art thievery, thievery <laughs> romance <laughs> yeah. or shit movies. Thief of art. And there's like a little bit of art thievery kind of in Truth About Charlie. There's stamps. Not really, yeah, stamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really, it comes, it's not no, and it's like a whole... That's, nobody, that's not fucking they're art. Re- they're rectangular. That's <laughs> not art. The same images. as a painting. They're, they're little Im- tiny paintings. They're like little paintings. What's the fucking difference? <laughs> <laughs> they're like little pr- paintings that the president makes himself. I think that's where stamps come from. <laughs> the, that's part of the job of the people. He has being to president. actually press them down. He sits in a, yeah, yeah. He sits in a chair, then that presses down on the press and makes the stamps. He wears, I can't he wears do a prison it. outfit. I can't do yeah, another, he does. I can't do another black tie fundraiser. I got to make these fucking stamps. Get get Putin out of Ukraine. I'm busy, I'm busy making stamps. That's why Trump was trying to is tried was trying to fuck up the the postal service is because he was right. sick of making stamps. Yep. I know uh, told me that this that's actually what the whole job of the president is. Is making stamps. People don't know that. Yeah. You have to make 7 billion stamps a year. <laughs> a year. By hand. Or you get executed. I mean, there's a little printing press that you can cre- you have put on your desk. Yeah, but I mean, you got to do the like pa- you, you got to get one of those regular paper cutters and cut and them all by hand. It's, it's really arduous. 16-hour days, yeah. no yeah. breaks. It's in the constitution, but it's like in the middle so nobody ever reads it. It's that one of the part. it's one of the stupid amendments that nobody remembers. It's like right in the middle where you're like you read the first ones and then you read the end, you it's know. But who pre- reads the middle? Preamble. Stamps, Bill of Rights, <laughs> yeah. and everybody always skips the stamps part. Yeah, exactly. If you ever look at any of those like presidential addresses where they're sitting at yeah. their desks talking about how Gu- Guatemala was invaded or whatever, if you look at, you can zoom in and you can see that they're cranking a little, uh, mm-hmm. a little hand press. Yeah. That's actually uh, the 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 hand press <laughs> broke, and that's why the 17 minutes of the Nixon tapes aren't there. It's because <laughs> God damn it, I gotta fix this cocksucking stamp press. <laughs> he starts talking about how the Jews built it. It's really Fucking bad. Jews made this thing. God <laughs> damn it, it's, it's rough. And the blacks, don't get me started on them. Nixon doesn't like this. Nixon's very racist. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nixon a, speaks in the third person. This is, a, is very this is a racist. Good bit. Speaking of racists, <laughs> speaking of racists, Sean Connery is the star of this movie. Well, 
Is he racist? Not, no, I don't think so. Almost no. certainly, but like he's misogynist. Not, not for he's misogynist. He's famously, famously, famously. We have like famous, famous. No, but we say famously. It just sounds like almost like oh, it's a good thing, but it's like no, no, no. Well, he's <laughs> he's infamously a misogynist, which is, which is more than famous. More than famous, as we know. He's like. Yeah, he he was it even unprompted when he talked about how he hits his I, wife to Barbara I don't, Walters. I don't recall the context. I like to think it was unprompted. Like <coughs> yes, I, they were yes, talking I do like, so you're, you're in the new you're in Robin and Mary, and that comes out next week. Yes, but also Barbara. Yes, yes, Barbara. I do hit my wife. <laughs> oh, uh, I well what? I did uh, that. Well, I do hit my wife. Oh, this is live. Since well, you okay. up. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Oh, good. I'm proud of it. Oh, but, but you wow. know, it's, you know she not- bore my children. <laughs> She's been my best friend for 30 years, and I strike her across the face with my hand. Wow. I'm a bad, bad guy. He's a bad man. <laughs> James Bond, a bad person. But he grew up in a different time. Scotland. Scotland, land, the of, land of cheap cheap skates and golfers. Sure. <laughs> They're notoriously cheap, the Scots. All right. Do you remember famously? Remember, you know, whenever I think of when I think of Scotland, is the Scot the Scottish guy that Bugs Bunny fights on the golf course? Yeah. You remember this guy? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Actually, <laughs> one of my favorite Bugs Bunny cartoons. Did they get any cheap Scotsman jokes? Out? I believe so. Yes. They should have yeah. done a live action version with Sean Connery as that guy. <laughs> Bugs Bunny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so Entrapment uh, also stars Catherine Zeta-Jones, who's uh, at least at least a hundred years younger than Sean Connery in nope. this movie. It's okay. It's, you, it's technically thirty-nine you years. Do, you but keep still. saying exaggerated numbers. You, I don't know if you need to exaggerate thirty-nine. Uh-huh. Well, you, it's so fucking crazy. If you watch this, like some of the scenes where she's got to like kiss on him, you, you're like, you're like, oh man, because he's like, because he looks old in some of these. He's scenes, moving too. real slow in this one. But just he's like sixty-nine, but nice. he's laying down, nice, and there's nice. some part where his face is all patchy with old man. You know that old man. Uh, face and, and she's got to make out with it and you're like why don't god damn it why do you make her do this it's, but then but then again as Sophie pointed out she she did then go ahead and marry Michael Douglas it is who is not as old as Sean Connery but, but, but it's still very fucking still, old she has shown a, pro, a propensity for enjoying the oldos that so, also means you know, that this movie automatically gets at least one Douglas I mean I'll go a little higher I'm, sure. gonna, I'm gonna probably go well, a lot higher than we're gonna that. have I'm to go higher than five that because you're gonna go higher yeah, on this one though. because like the movie Don't Say a Word, which famously has the Brittany Murphy going, I'll never tell. That's yep. the only thing anyone remembers about Don't Say a Word. That's right. This movie has the shot of, of Catherine Zeta-Jones' butt going under the laser beams. Catherine Zeta-Jones' That's in the trailer. Laser butt. It's it's not even the laser beams. It's the, Did you guys rewatch the trailer? Because I did. Well, no. I wanted it's, to it's, be sure. It's strings in the movie. The but, right. but the it's, famous she's, tra- shot she's training for laser but beams. But did you rewatch the trailer? Because I was like, no, I rewatched I it and I was like, I was like, it's all about her butt or whatever. And then there's that one shot of her butt. And so he's like, that's just the only part you guys remembered from the trailer. And I was like, well, fa- I was like fair enough. But also in the trailer, it cuts to, it cuts to that. It goes, it cuts to her, you know, with her butt going under the string and it goes, uh, and it goes, Bwow! yeah. You better fucking believe it. It does. does the whole like thing. So I'm like, that's why we remember it is because it's the only part of the trailer that stood out from any of the other mush. Well, I'm saying that is the only thing anyone remembers from any of this movie. It's literally is her ass. I mean, I, I watched this a couple days ago. It's the only thing I remember from this movie still. But I want to add to that. <laughs> this movie is also baffling and makes no sense. Like, like with I'll never <laughs> yeah. tell. Don't don't say a word. Everybody just remembers I'll never tell. And so you'd think that that whole movie is just her over and over again going I'll never tell. She says it once. Yeah. yeah. Just the one time, but it was in the preview, so that's what we all remember. <laughs> and so with this one. I 
I'm assuming that you see her butt go under the like the laser strings. Yeah. No, no, that is pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. Like, like there's she, a big chunk of the movie the where that's where he's about making her go do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you. Can, it's almost like the director. He's going like again. It's like that. No, it's like that scene in Miracle again. when he's making the hockey team do the 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 same thing over and over. <laughs> just keep going yeah. again, again, again. And then she and that's just the practice. And then she does the actual thing with the real lasers. What's, later. what's also funny about that is that is that when she's is that the whole thing that they're practicing for is that she's got to do this laser beam dance but she won't be able to see the lasers because Sean Connery's going to see the lasers. Because the lasers are, will be invisible right. there. Lift your There's leg, goggles that you, can, over. that you can get that also, will show you where the lasers are. I mean, Also, couldn't they just like smoke up the room or something? I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely the hardest way to do I what they're doing. It wouldn't be as erotic get that Vincent, way. Get, get Vincent Cassell to teach you how to break dance through the hall. <laughs> oh I, do, I do like that. That's uh, great. That's a great scene. That's better than anything in this movie. Uh, what? That yeah. movie, I love that movie, but yes. Fuck you. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's the best. I mean, Ocean's okay, movie. maybe not the shot of this her butt is, going under string, but otherwise, come on. They knew. They knew that that was the only thing that they had for this whole fucking movie, and it frankly almost makes it worth it. <laughs> no, I mean the Vincent Cassell dancing through lasers is better than I, anything in this movie. I disagree. Oh, okay. I like Catherine Zeta-Jones going under the the string. But do you like anything else about the movie? All right, I will, let, me, let me put it this way. This is actually the worst of the three movies that we're going to talk about. One hundred percent. I mean, it's not even. It's not even a question. John McTiernan did the second one. Uh, fucking Jonathan Demme did the third one, and I don't know. Some fucking guy directed this one. John Emil. John Emil. He also uh, he did he, copycat. Copycat. Yeah, copycat. Copycat. Uh, and one movie that I actually and Summers like. B actually, which we which we somehow <laughs> somehow has been brought up on Summers multiple. B. We're gonna have to do it for our Patreon now. <laughs> he did, he did do one it. movie that I am very fond of, uh, The Core. Oh, The Core, yeah, but not not famously for being not famous for being good. No, movie. I don't think that that. Well, I think it's actually good, but that movie's not famous for any good reason at all. It's yeah, very it's just silly. very silly. Uh, All right. Well, what, anyways, what happens yeah, in this I, movie? I would say John Emil is a slouch. Is some slouch. Uh, yeah, to I don't those really care for the works of John Emil. But this movie is at least like hit the sweet spot of being like a bunch of dumb bullshit that I could laugh at. Yeah, the maybe. And the other two movies. In the other two man. movies, I found like boring in a less enjoyable. Oh way. man, I find. I this, mean, I, can't I think get... this movie is excruciatingly dull. Really? Well. <sighs> No, I, I can't get over the fact that there's a romance between an old old man and thirty year old kid. It's so weird. Here's what. Here's one thing. Like, we got to the end of the movie, and I was like, you know what would have made this movie better, and like, I guess a harder sell, and also like Connery probably wouldn't have done it, is if there wasn't a romance between the two characters. Right. If it was just this sort of like this like older thief, younger thief, like. Bond, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like the ending. When I was watching it, I'm like, actually, it would work. I would, I would maybe like it if it was that. But like, they throw in this this arbitrary thing where there has to be a romance between these two characters because it's a movie or whatever, sure. and it sucks. And the romance is the worst part because you don't believe it. And I mean, I mean, not that you believe anything <laughs> a, else in this it's, movie, it's but not like that you don't believe it. It's that it's astonishing and bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. It's more like what this can't be happening. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Right. She's it's, like it, leaning in to kiss him. You're like, what? Yeah, because in this one, in the in this one, it's not even like an issue of like the two leads don't have chemistry together or it doesn't work in this way or that way. It's just like where you're like, why is this happening? Yeah. Why is this happening to anybody in She's front of my eyes? Thirty, and he is sixty nine. Sixty nine. Nice. 
69. Nice. I, I, you know, I, it's some Clint Eastwood shit. I don't disagree that it is a huge problem with the movie, but I think that the rest of it sucks so much that I don't care about it. Oh yeah, the rest of it sucks too. I just think that it would have, it would have worked better for me. Sure, if that if that hadn't been part of it, because that whole thing where I'm like, well, now I don't, well, now I can't believe any of this. But it feels like to me like this is this is like the Jar Jar Binks of entrapment. Is like that's really not the big problem with entrapment. I mean, uh, to actually to me. It might be an asset because at least I'm watching that and going like Jesus Christ, right. and it's keeping me like you know animated. While so like I'm Jar Jar Binks, it. like right. well, <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I don't get bored watching the Phantom Menace. Misa no having it. It's so hard so, for me to believe. No, I don't like. I don't think it's good. No, no, it, I get bored watching it five minutes in. Oh really? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch it again. I find that movie astonishing. Last time I last time I tried I watched it I was I felt like I was gonna kill myself. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I was like, barely into it. I'm like, I was, and I was like, I'm gonna pretend like, just, just, just like, watch this like you're not, like it's like none of the preconceived stuff, you know, where I'm like a right, Star Wars right, fan right. or like, let's oh. just, let's just watch this as a movie. And that see, actually makes it worse. That, that makes it, like, that makes it worse. I, no, I tried and like five minutes, I'm like, fuck, this sucks. This sucks so hard. It sucks more. This is, this is a shitty movie. It's a legitimately, legitimately shitty movie. Poorly made movie. People who like Phantom Menace are just fucking dead wrong. It's <laughs> amateur hour. Anyway, let's talk about a mo- another movie, Entrapment, which <laughs> that, is about, about, which is about thieves. It, and it only came out. This only came out like a few weeks before the Phantom That's Menace. That's true. So. Uh, uh, wow. You okay, could have so gone to see two pieces of shit in the theater. Entrapment summer '99 is what cops do to thieves. It's what cops do to thieves. But blackmail is what he's doing to her. Also, to another you, another completely unbelievable thing, tangentially related in this movie, is that uh, Will Patton, whom we all know and love, plays <laughs> a, a Spanish man. <laughs> A Spaniard, uh, some kind of Latin American person of, but he, of some or something when like. I was his born name is, in Barcelona. His name is Hector Cruz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he not, has like he has like a, a Charlton Heston in Touch of Evil mustache. But he's, but he's also doing the thing. He's also like Charlton Heston in Touch of Evil, not doing, not doing any kind of accent. So you're like, so you're like, like why is his name that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Will Patton, <laughs> or very white white man. I caramba, Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like that. Anyway, so okay, so look here, Mija. <laughs> so he, uh, Sean Connery plays, uh, yet like another in a long litany of movie uh, master thieves go- that go solely by the name Mac. Yeah, Mac. Mac some McDougal. Mac McDougal, who everybody just calls Mac, and he's the greatest thief of things in the world. Yeah, and this is the, this is a classic. Like if you if you were you wanted to get me to like this character, you have fucked up because it's the same with the uh, Pierce Brosnan and Thomas Grand Affair. Where you're like, this guy owns a castle. <laughs> he's rich as shit. He doesn't need to take these paintings away from museums where kids can watch can look this, at the paintings in this for one, free. In this one, though, he's no. Got, it belongs to me. In this one, you find out later that he's got like a whole. He's you know got like a whole other thing that's going on yeah because this whole movie so. this whole movie you f- like you find out the like what's actually going on at the at the, the very, very at end. the very end so like the whole because well, there's all this like back and forth like who's conning who who's yeah. capering on well, matt, who and matt stuff. described this i believe as like a, a twisty caper movie for someone who's never seen one of these movies before pretty much yeah. i mean yeah. like total like white belts caper stuff yeah like introduce you to the world of of high of high tech heists and like twisty backstabby stuff well, yeah. it opens with a high tech but, but it's heist. so but it's so rudimentary and bland yeah it well op- it opens with this big heist where this like it's like like this like it's in the saint burglar. where it's like a guy in a big like a dude in a cat like cat burger suit with goggles and like gets on a decelerator Tools. and he's going doing on, all on this a skyscraper yeah and he's stealing this whole thing and you're not supposed to know who it is 
You're supposed to think it's Sean Connery, but it turns out that it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, we you, don't know you that. Never yet. would. It looks but like a slender. Sure, of course. But you're supposed <laughs> to think it's Sean Connery. And I, yes. But I think also, yeah, right. You, I mean, the, the movie is trying to tell you to believe it's Sean Connery because then later on she goes, "That was me. That I was me." It. And you go, and you're like, like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, we're watching the same movie that you're in. <laughs> anyway, like, it's uh, of course it's you. It wasn't Sean Connery. So doing that. somebody would have tripped or somebody <laughs> who is Catherine Zeta-Jones, but we're supposed to think of Sean Connery, steals this painting or whatever, and then yeah. then we meet. Renoir, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who works for an insurance company that insures the art. Yes, and her name is is Jin Baker, which just R- made me think. Rene Russo's character in Thomas Crown Affair also works also for the works for the insurance company. company. Uh, Weird parallel. Her name is Jin Baker, which just made me think of Ginger Baker, the the noted crazy musician. I just kept thinking and I was like, <laughs> this would be way cooler if it was Ginger Baker and oh, Sean I Connery. I just kept thinking they were saying Jen wrong. No, it's the Jin. whole movie. No, I know, but the whole movie, I'm like. Every time they'd say her name, I'm like, her name is fucking Jin. That's. Yeah. But it also means. I don't means, know why it was weird. It was just a weird name. But it also means that uh, it means John Connery's like walking around a lot of time going Jin, <laughs> Jin, and I just like to think that that's what he was doing anyways because yeah. he was like an his, alcoholic. Do you think every time that happened, his manservant who was on set was like, oh shit, uh, oh Mr. Connery, oh, oh, here he is. Oh, oh shit, oh, uh, so he's just like constantly he he in fear of for his life. He do, well, if he doesn't get his gin, uh, whenever he asked for it, he hits his wife. Jin, <laughs> hit my wife if you don't get it. Well, she's dead. Five so he, fingers of beef eater. She's dead, so he hits his manservant who's dressed as his wife. Right. They're, well, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dark. Yeah, it's dark. Sorry. Anyway, uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> we can't my... not talk about spousal abuse when we bring up Sean Connery. Uh, it would be uncouth. I guess that's but true. At this, at this point, <laughs> I lose have. track of what happens in the movie. Okay, so then she like goes after. She's she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get Mac. She's like, I'm gonna go. She's like to Will Patton. She's like, I'm gonna go get him. And he's like, I don't think this is good. She's like, No, I can do it. I know he did this. He's the greatest thief ever. We're gonna we're gonna get him. I'm gonna get him with his hand in the cookie jar. All right, via con Dios, mu hair. Right. <laughs> and so she goes off to London to to get him. Mm-hmm. And then her way to do that is that she's like, I'm gonna pretend to be a pretend thief. to be a thief, to, and like get in his get in his confidence. And then he's gonna take me along on a heist. And I'm gonna then I'm gonna be like, ha ha, I got the you. The tables have turned. I got you heisting a thing. Except she reveals when they start hanging out. That she really is and a he's thief. He's teaching her stuff that she's the thief, and then she does a weird thing where she climbs a wall and does a dance on top of a beam, and you're like, "Is that? That's weird." Okay. Uh, Nobody. I certainly don't believe that you could climb something like that. Oh yeah, well, watch me climb around. And oh Chuck, wow. And then Chuck Connery's like, "Isn't I my face red?" I certainly couldn't climb. I can barely climb out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I look tired to be standing <laughs> right now. Jin. The audience, Jin, the audience is going to have to believe that I'm going to climb on top of you, Catherine Jada. Uh, so I mean, there's a <laughs> You're whole. You're going to have to do all the work. There's a whole back and forth where he's like going, like, go do, you know, he's like going to teach her thief stuff, and he's yeah. like, go do this, and she smashes this pot, and there's all these parts, these little things that they keep getting that all that you think are like just random heist things that they're heisting, but actually all add up to like a big thing because she mails the paint. She's mailing the painting at the beginning to, yeah. uh, who's the actor? Uh, Mark Chaikin. Oh, Mark Chaikin. Yeah, which the, is like he's, kind of, he's having fun. He's kind of annoying, but also you're like you're like you know what? This is what's great when a character actor like this is in a, it gets to be yeah, in a yeah. movie by a director who just doesn't isn't going to tell the actors to do anything. <laughs> Clearly, because Mark Chaikin's like, what if I did this? And the director's like, uh-huh, uh, sure. sure. And you're, so he's like, fuck it, a, I'm going to run with it. So he's playing like just this turn the w- cameras on, please. This bizarre, <laughs> some bizarre like fixer yeah. sort of dude who he's just gay, wants he's gay coded. He's kind of like living fabulously. He, he, oh, in in um in. Malaysia. Malaysia, right? And uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a character. Yeah, uh, and he's only he's, in it, he's only in it in a couple scenes, but he's pretty. But he's 
He's one of the only animated wakes, things in this movie. He wakes yeah. you up. Uh, so so they're going to steal this mask, mm-hmm. and then that's going to be where she's supposed to catch him. Except right. like then she reveals, actually, this is part of a bigger heist, and I have this whole plan. And so she has this. What does whole, the mask have to do with anything, though? She, like, well, it's because she because Maury Chaykin wants it, and he's got the codes. He's got the the like eyeball he's scans. He's got the codes. For he's the, got the eyeball scans to get into the, the bank, bank in. In the, in the Patronus Towers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm saying. All the part, little parts where they're heisting things actually add up to them doing the big heist where they're trying to steal $8 billion on New Year's Eve. Y2K. Y2K. Because of the Y2K Because bug. of the Y2K when they have to shut the computers down for like a split second. Yeah. That's when they're going to be able to steal $8 billion. And it's all microtransactions. It's like- $8 billion. They're not actually just- $8 They're billion. not stealing like a whole chunk of money. They're no. stealing like all these tiny fractions of, of cents that adds up to $8 billion. It's like Office Space. Yeah. Kuala, or, or, Kuala uh, Lumpur. Superman 3. Or so, Okay. It's that cool tower in the Kuala Lumpur yeah, that was the, the tallest towers. building in the world yeah. for like eight months. Uh, was the tallest building in what's, the world when what's this really, was made. What's it's really the two towers funny, with, the, with the sky. Yeah, sky, sky, sky what's really funny in this is that they shoot the they shoot the ex, like a few exterior shots of the building, and then everything else is just the most nondescript office interiors, yeah. and then like a fake miniature sky bridge and everything. It just looks like. This movie looks like shit. <laughs> it's it looks so cheap. It's so nondescript. It lo- it like lo- no, yeah. it's like they didn't have a director of photography. They're just like, well, put the camera down and turn it on, and hopefully we'll get an exposure. It's pretty amazing. Like they like you you get used to if you watch a lot of B movies, James Bond movies. There's, you know that there's a way that they shoot these things, mm-hmm. and you you know where there's you're, obviously there's going to be stuntmen here and here and here. But you're going to get at least like one shot where you're like, oh, that person, somebody you, whose face you recognize is dangling, and you get a sense of the proportions yeah. no, and the sense here. of peril. Right. And it just doesn't happen. No. They don't get it, so it all looks like fakey and like special effects. Yeah. Even though the concept is, I love shit like this where people are climbing around on. There's tall no buildings. reason for this movie to be as boring and bl- and bland as it is. <laughs> yeah. So there's one shot. Um, um, where like there's a helicopter shot of yeah. some stuntmen standing on the sky bridge, uh-huh. right. and it's and you're like you get like a little taster of like man this could have been really cool, yeah. but they did not do it. Uh, they did so, not shoot it that way. Yeah, so that's anyway that's the plot. Right. Uh, and then meanwhile there's the scene where her butt goes under string while Connery's training her to. That's the and yeah there's three there's this whole, three heists in it and that's the middle one. Because basically it's like the whole thing is like he's teaching her, but then she's got one up on him, but then yeah. he's got one up on her, but then Ving Rhames is a guy who has who has a hold over Connery for some reason. And he right. has so, mysterious loyalties as well. Right, and so it keeps being like who's on top and whatever, and which is you know not not a not like that that's not an interesting concept. It just is. They, they, no, they it's, didn't. It's obviously it. been done well many yeah. many times. They just, just, then, they just didn't do it in this movie. And then at the end, if I'm not mistaken, it turns out that he's basically been busted by the FBI and is working quote unquote undercover for them to catch, to catch her to catch her because she's been planning this heist for five Forever. for five years. But, but while she's been pretending, well, while she's been uh, her undercover as a thief was pretending to be the art uh yeah. to work for the art insurers. Right. So that she could get all this information to And Ving Rames, who seems like he's just some sort of scumbag fixer tech guy, turns out to be a he's fed. A fed. He's a fed the whole time. And uh, he's been working and he's been working with Will Patton to catch Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Right. And so the, yeah Gracias that's hombre. So that's the whole the, so that's what so that's like at the end, that's what's going yeah. on. And then Sean Connery has been working for 
him. But he does. But he. But to, because he fell in love with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, he lets her go at the end. Because they fell in love with each other. Yeah. Unbelievably. Right. So some bullet <laughs> some bullet points to to zoom in since we've shown you the macro of the plot of this. Like I think the important stuff is the the, the attempts at being sexy. Yeah. And uh, so Sean Connery introduces Actually, himself. Actually, never been anyone you couldn't seduce, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number two. Rule don't number be, one. Never trust a seduced. naked woman. Don't be seduced by Travis Wolf. Never, never trust a naked woman in your life. No, that's rule number two. You broke into her place. And this, is, <laughs> this is really on you. Uh, yeah. So he, so he figures out that she's looking for him. And he finds out through the wire or whatever. So she's like in bed naked. She sleeps naked. We find that find this out several times. She sleeps naked wherever. Oh yeah, always with like the, the like a little bit of covers like covering up her lower half and then. Uh, like they really, really but like, but try like, to push the PG thirteen a little bit. Like just covering up, maybe not her hip or whatever. Yeah, just just right up to the side of the hip. You you know where they're gonna how far far up they're gonna pull that sheet in a PG thirteen <laughs> trying to be sexy movie. Uh, and so trying she's, to be so, sexy is a great description of this movie. Absolutely, because it's like and this scene it's is not case unsexy. It's just that it's like whenever it is, it's almost embarrassing because mm-hmm. you're like, why are you? Yeah, Catherine Zeta like, Jones is fucking hot. Because and it <laughs> I also mean, yeah. But it also feels like they it's like achieving it in some regard. This movie is made for adults, and you're like, is it though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a kids a made for adults movie for kids. Right? Yeah. I guess you could put it that yeah. way. Yeah, it's but definitely when, it's definitely a suspense movie, like a heist movie for babies. It's for babies. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it, it's like all the corners are padded and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, they covered up all the electrical outlets. <laughs> <laughs> but this scene is Sean Connery's like in the corner, you know, watching her sleep, and it's like, oh, no, I no, I'm gonna I find out jerk which, off. I'm what your deal is. <laughs> but there's like, I, I would jerk off, but I'm fucking sixty-nine. Too much, too much gin, nice. gin, yeah, too much gin, 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 gin. 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 I need more gin to get gin. soft, gin. hard, whatever. Where's my gin? So uh, hard a cat couldn't scratch it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, but yeah, but in this scene, she's she's naked in bed and she pops up. And it's like quite something. Uh, like, you know, you ever see one of those near nudity or nearity, as I like to call it, shots where it's like, you gotta go like, hats off. That was as close as you could come to being showing nudity without showing nudity. Yeah. Right. Because she like pops up and you see like a side of her boob like go down and like part of Sean Connery's obscuring it and stuff like that and you're like oh he's but then, really trying and to he's get- got like then he's at the teacup and then that gets in the way of her boobs <laughs> yeah. and then like he's pouring know. the cream yeah, out and yeah. stuff it's very funny it's very <laughs> erotic this, in this whole scene she's just naked talking to him and he's like talking about the rules and all that sort of stuff he read that book about the rules the dating rules it's so hot and, and but like if you're if you're just an ordinary human being watching this you're, you're going like yeah she's not she doesn't mind being naked in front of this guy because who could care he's an old old man he's no he's yeah. no threat whatsoever <laughs> she's he couldn't be farther from being a potential sexual partner yeah it's like that scene in uh Bubba Hotep <laughs> Where that lady bends, <laughs> o- and that lady bends oh, yeah. over in front of him. And she's like, she didn't even bother like covering herself up because she didn't give a fuck about me. So I'm old ass Elvis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Sean Connery substantially more gross though than than disgusting Bruce Campbell Elvis in Bubba Hotel. That's true. Yeah, way more tired. I'll tell you that. Oh, God oh, damn it! I'm so, so fucking tired. tired. I was. I got. I got winded coming up the elevator to your Just apartment. Just need one more paycheck to buy that golf course. I've got a five o'clock tea time. Uh, Jen. So she, so she like then he, at some point they team up and he starts training her to go under string, which is going to then be the <laughs> training her to go under string, which is then going to be lasers when they go to rob this mask again. Sexier, again. hotter, sexier. Bend over. 
You saw he's playing in the back we'll playing, doing a guitar a guitar riff whenever her butt goes under string. But she has to do this. Well, you know, first she was, she's a slide whistle. That wasn't very sexy. <laughs> she has to the do clown whistles. horn. Yeah. Yeah. Ooga. The Benny, Ooga. The Benny Hill work. music. <laughs> Yankity sax. <laughs> Not as sexy. Uh, so he's teaching her to do this, and it's this whole, like, mentor student thing but then meanwhile she goes and, and calls it's real, like it's real daddy shit too yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's being like unapproving and she clearly wants his approval yeah it's, it's almost kind of i don't know how deliberate it is perfect. but it's nasty <laughs> well, what i because it's clearly a her being like i'm yeah. trying to prove myself to you daddy but they're also gonna fuck you that's the thing that's... i want to fuck you too and the movie wants me to the yeah. movie is also rooting for this yeah that's it's the thing strange. is that when it becomes them like wanting to fuck each other you're like Ugh. don't call me daddy call me james Bond. <laughs> <laughs> double uh... o daddy <laughs> so that's also they can go steal this uh mask and then she like he orders her a dress and then and then, uh, like, which is a fucking ugly dress. That's what's, yeah, well, what's funny is strange. that like that's what's funny is that she he orders his dress and they make a big deal about like oh, what size she is and she gets his dress and then she comes out and um, we're watching it and Sophie goes eh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was yeah. like yeah what it was like but there's like build up for this dress right. and then they show it and you go like yeah and you're like that looks like you a know, you know prom dress you know it's terrible you know who's super hot <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones put her in a don't put her in that what do you mean what are you doing I movie? don't know I mean the movie puts her in other like sexy tight outfits or whatever but it's just funny that this dress has so much like sc- play to screen time to like then be revealed as Catherine Zeta Jones in a dress that like dress. doesn't really no, it's do like, much for her. Speaking of uh, <laughs> other, another parallel her, uh, to the Ocean's movies is it was like the scene in, in the first one where he's like this is the, the best, best part, part of my day. Yeah, right. And it's like it is. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's fine Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like a perfect. Uh, it's it's one of the few parts where Sean Connery's like checked out tiredness kind of works because it's supposed to be like the scene where you go, "Holy shit, va 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 voom!" But uh, Sean Connery sees her in this dress is like, "Yeah, it's fine. All right, <laughs> okay. turn up the heat a little bit, entrapment. Come on. Yes. I mean, it's great. Like your whole your whole advertising campaign is around how this lady's hot, and then so let's. I mean. At least let her be hot. Like, do that in the movie, then. <laughs> but it rarely does. She wears two different kinds of cat suits. Yeah. Uh, one for the practice, and that's the one the, the famous uh, trailer shot under the string. And then she wears a different cat suit. For the actual And the laser one. And that cat suit, not a, not a great cat suit. No. Just We're as, as like far as cat. cat suits go. No. It's not uh, great. I don't know where they got that cat suit. Well, they also, also they're they got using a Burlington <laughs> cat suit factory. Oh no! It's also because they have to swim under this place. They get the cat suit outlet. Go up through. You're the gonna floor, like the way And then there's this it. invisible lasers that she has to dance around, and then Sean Connery can see them, but she can't for some reason. Except then, at one point, he's like, "There's one more laser," and she blows some powder on it. And they're she's timing. Like, Haha, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then she she steals the mask, and then the co- the cop comes in, and then there's another mask there, and you're like, "Wait, she didn't leave that mask there in the last shot." This is fuck this movie. <laughs> That's where I turned against it. <laughs> sure. 40 minutes That's in. That's about halfway through. Oh, Not bad. No, I'm just going to turn against <laughs> early, early. Brutal. Um, uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, and it's just sort of like, that's the end of that, and yeah. so now let's talk about this other heist. Well, no, that, that, that's but, the, the, but, they, but then later it's revealed that she needs the mask to give to the to Maury Chaikin. Yeah. Or so she can get the codes to the thing. But yeah, then it's all this other heist. There's stuff where they're like, uh, you know, they're back and forth, and he's in love with her, and he, he now he doesn't want to work with Ving Rams to turn her in and Ving Rams is right. like, You're in too deep and you don't know Ving Rams is like a There's fed in at too this deep point. and then there's which way is up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ving Rams, are you ready to take it to the limit one more time? Welcome time. to the entrapment. That's entrapment. Entrapment uh, looks at the camera and winks. Do the thieves. Yeah. So 
Yeah, they got anyway, a, they've we, got a whole heist area set up. This is the kind of I didn't write down a whole lot of dialogue for this movie because it's very bland. You write down to the there's not even like flamboyantly dumb dialogue, which I uh, which is my favorite thing about doing this podcast. Like yeah. just like there's a part where that she's got this huge warehouse rented out in Kuala Lumpur that like has a view of the big buildings. Right. And she opens it up and she's like, "Here's why I got this place." And she opens up the windows and Sean Connery goes, "A room with a view." And you're like, "Great." <laughs> Great, thanks. Right up the that's street just from what it's all like. right up the street from Howard's End. I think it's supposed to be James Bond-ish sort of stuff, but even James Bond's got stupider, yeah, like more I noteworthy feel, well, dumb I feel dialogue. Like this than is this. trying to riff on him as Bond. Well, I mean, that's yes. the same thing they were doing. All the all the Connery movies from the late nineties were doing that. You yeah. know, like The Rock does that. Yeah. This does that. You know, I mean, like, notably all, The Rock was good, but this I, I movie think, fucking. But sucks, I mean, but I think so. that also like uh, that. Like, yeah, but it's the same thing yeah, where it's yeah. like essentially The Rock is essentially like, what if James Bond got put in prison? Yeah, and then we had you know that that's that's his character and that is supposed to be basically James Bond. James Bond yeah. This guy also he's not a. a, a uh, secret agent, but he's a thief. He's supposed to be like, th- and he's the best, of course. Oh, he's the best. He's got a castle. <laughs> he does. He has a castle from thieving. Like, yeah, a Oldest thievery art. castle. He also talks about like something about like how he doesn't steal for money. He steals for himself. So he's got. He, he just wants all this art, and you're like, that's okay. So wait, so you're a because di- he's like, I don't ever bring people here. <laughs> I, I just buy my, it. I'm by myself, and I just steal this for me. And you're like, well, that sucks. Right. So you're a dick. I don't dude. want anybody to you're enjoy it asshole. except for me. Yeah. And I, I'm a good guy. I'm the good guy. It doesn't belong in a museum. It belongs in my castle. Uh, I don't want like fucking dumb kids looking at this thing. I don't know. We we ran through the plot. I mean, basically, it's just like a, 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 this high scene where they go, they have to get in this this high tech room, you know. And meanwhile, all the guys it's are a lot on of cyber stuff. Cruises onto them now, so all these guys are onto them, but they use you know all this tech to like make them think that they're yeah. out there with the cameras and so it's all shit you've seen in, in a million movies. They do none it. of it's any none of it's interesting. They do like a computer thing. She has a disc she spent five years making that's gonna hack their system once they get up there and they do another laser dance, which is really funny. Um, uh, because like the, obviously oh, the, yeah. the one with Catherine Zeta Jones is like, Ooh, you gotta admit this right. is pretty hot. She's a lady, it's this a sexy one's like- lady bending around stuff. And yeah. this one is just like these lasers going across the floor. It reminded and me Sean of, Connery's yeah. behind her and it's just sort of like step. Step, step, and it's just—it's very underwhelming. Yeah. And she starts, but like, it's supposed to look starts, like they're dancing. She starts humming a song and being cheeky, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, yeah." And golden then, uh, grams. Oh, those golden grams. That—that <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that wow. scene with those lasers reminded me of Contra because it was—it's like just like the lasers go, and you have to go between them at the right, right time or right. whatever. What a weird design for. <laughs> Uh, well, we can't have the lasers going constantly. We could all just due to our budget constraints, we can only have them going off on intervals. Wouldn't somebody be able to just sort of step through it? If, yeah, but they'd have to really practice. Yeah, they'd have to be able. They'd have to have some rhythm. They'd at have least. to have like some rhythm to it. At the very least, some rhythm. And if they did do it, it would be modestly entertaining. Uh, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> we can only hope. We hope it would be. I also like the parts in this at the end where it's got the the cocky. I guess the who would the U the guys in the U S the guy who's like running the oh, computers yeah. that are the financial computers of in the United States who's like oh all right all right, all right let's shut this down let's get this going yeah, yeah. and you that's like, the guy from Mission Impossible that guy's really that guy's really chewing some chewing some scenery in he's his, the guy in his that, tiny he's the part. guy that they make puke in Mission Impossible oh, was it? <laughs> it's literally that guy he's got a goatee on that's oh, funny. so he keeps on getting fucked with in high tech uh, <laughs> data heists. <laughs> Good for uh, him. That's his niche. So then they shut down. So then Y2K, they shut down the computer for a second. That's they're right, Y2K. Steal, they're able to steal $8 billion. And then, then there's a big chase 
over an eight-second window having to do with Y2K somehow. Big chase. He's like, he's, she gets away, but he's going to get caught. <coughs> She's like, he's like, meet me, at, meet me at this place at 6.30 in the train station. He's not there, but the feds show up with him. And then the whole thing where they're like, ha-ha, we got you. We're going to put, now we've we got you, but you can have a minute to talk to her, Sean Connery. And then Sean Connery, like, has a whole plan where he goes, he puts like, something in her pocket. He puts a gun in her pocket. And he, she pretends to hold, to heist him, to, uh, you know, capture him. And then he's like, she, she gets on the train and they're like, go to that next train station and get her. And then they all, then the feds all leave. And then, and then she, Sean Connery's sitting there and his debt's paid to the feds, I guess. And then she comes back. And that's yeah okay well okay so <laughs> and this then, and is... then you're like and they're like well and they're like how'd you do that and she's like I jumped onto the other train and you're like oh. she does say that and then but which is which is fine but you're also like wouldn't the, you think the feds would like maybe like go like what if she just comes back and leave a guy <laughs> nope, they all they here. all leave I really we're like the here. part that this has actually the only good thing in the whole movie. Where like they do the gag where the, the train goes by and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes. Oh, that on, was, I thought that was funny. He pops up on the other side of the pl- on her side of the platform and he's, and he's winded, he's super yeah. tired. I thought that was really. funny. I thought that was actually really I heard funny. A sprint really fast to Jin, execute that. Jin, Jin, Jin. In the rest, of, it's pretty like funny that. in a in a clever way, and it's never been that funny in the, in that no, sort of way the no. whole movie. It's which is, wild, which is why it's like at the end, I'm like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. that now you decide to be Have like some sort of personality. Because <laughs> <laughs> then and then she's happy, and I'm kind of like, you know what? If these guys, if I, if I didn't have to think that these two characters were going to go fuck each other. Yeah, which I don't want to think about. Well, he can't. I would think I would kind of like the ending because it's like, yeah, you get these two thieves got away with it, and they're gonna now they're gonna go be a like a fun thief team. But instead, it's like, ugh, they're gonna be a gross couple that I and I don't want to. Well, think he about won't. That. He won't. You know, not for long. Yeah, he's very. Well, they he's could very do a sequel old. with Michael he Douglas too. He can't get hard, and he'll probably die if he fucks her. So okay, they could do one with Michael Douglas where like. She's having sex with Michael Douglas while Connery sits there with some gin in the dark He's and cucking. watches gin. gin. Michael Douglas is cucking Sean Connery. Right, well, he likes it. In well, the every, mo- everyone in, likes it in the movie. In real life, it's the opposite. It's, oh. it's the reverse. You're too old for this. I'm only 25 years older than her, Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> old man, I'm a mere 56. Uh, anyway, that's entrapment. Yeah, a phenomenally boring movie. I mean, yeah, I mean. Just it's completely dull. The plot is like is a little bit like confusing or whatever. You're kind of like, huh, what's going on? In a bad way because mm-hmm. you are like, why did they do this and this and this? I think all three of this? these movies are a little bit too confusing. Yeah, one of them I think ultimately very intentionally. Sure. And then the other two in a way where you're like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's there's also a. Um, uh, a reference to, and this is an unforgivable thing, and it comes after like the one of the only actually good things that happens that the train the train gag. Mm-hmm. But there's a part in it where um, going to run a train on you. <laughs> That's also J- a funny Catherine line, Jada Jones. Ah, Jen. And uh, <laughs> but there's a but there's a part in it where she's got this CD that she's going to use in the process right. of the heist. It, it, it's the, got the data on it or something. She spent but five years, but she's it. burned it onto an Enya yeah. D- yeah. Uh, oh, right. CD, and it, she hands it to Sean Connery. He's like Enya, and you're like, ha ha, Enya. And they do not play any Enya music. No, they don't do the joke. Yeah. <laughs> they go out on somebody. Yeah. It's it's not Enya. It's just like such a fucking no brainer. Oh, it's, it's, it's some you do an Enya song at the end of it. It's some bland, terrible. ACDC. <laughs> Use, use your illusion too. Yeah, that's you, the worst of the use your illusion. Counting blue cars, <laughs> <laughs> section candy. 
<laughs> Keep it like a secret. This is pretty good. Closing time. <laughs> Semisonic. Ah, Semi- very good. Very oh, good. Jeff. Space hog. Very nice. Very nice. I want to, I want to see the the Linearama outtake where he hands him the CD and he says a different band. Yeah, every that time. would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, there's a part in it. Um, there's not Led Zeppelin like I said, four. Not not a lot of great lines in Santana it. Santana Abraxas. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. I don't. I don't want Santana Abraxas. I didn't order Santana Abraxas. I'm a serious man. <laughs> not a lot of money in this. There's not a lot of good lines in it, and they, and there's a but there's a part that part that I was talking about where they're on top of the sky bridge, uh-huh. and then they see like the cop helicopters come up to him. And then he like leans into her and goes, "If you can't feel alive now, you never will." Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, easy for I you to say. You're at the end of your life, pal. <laughs> the implication. <laughs> yeah, you've. I've got at least at least thirty nine years to go to get to your. I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Well, I'm out, but I've had a good run. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Czj. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any other lines. There's yeah. just not a lot of interesting lines. In now the movie is movie actually, bites. Pretty much, yeah. uh, ratings. One and a half Judds. Uh, that's probably too high. Yeah. yeah. They uh, completed I mean, the movie got finished and it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's a movie you can really sit down and watch. It's a plot. You really can watch it start to finish. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know. It's not sure. too long, right? I don't recall it being... Nah. Overlong. No, I'm it, gonna give it. Uh, t- <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's under two hours somehow. Yeah, it's it certainly. Is, you would, I, when I put this in, I'm not, like, I remembered hating it, so I knew I wasn't gonna like it. But when I put it on, I was like, it's gonna be like two fifteen. Yeah, but it's like one fifty. Yeah, also late '90s, so they weren't quite to the right. point where they, were, well, people were like totally indulgent, I think, and going like, we're every movie's got to be over two hours for, right, some, right. for some reason. Yeah. So I mean, mercifully short, re- relatively speaking. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases. Uh, for, wow, you that's know. high. You think? Well, I mean, uh, I no, I mean, that's I'm probably going to equal <laughs> I'm, that. I'm going two and a half uh, wow. because a because of the intense focus on Catherine Zeta Jones' ass. Yeah. The the constant near nudity thing and just the and just the general prurience of the whole idea that right. they that they bone. It's gross. All right. All right, fair enough. It's gross. You convinced me. Yeah. You and, convinced uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to give it uh, ten out of ten rules. Ten out of ten rules. They really like abandon that premise. Yep. They, they don't. They, they don't abandon up. everything. <laughs> like the movie. This movie is the trailer. Yeah. Like they made a movie so that they could cut a trailer for it that would get people to see anything. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like they reverse engineered the the thing just to produce the trailer. And yep. this was at a time I, that's that's interesting. I always love. Once again, I'm always just happy that we do this podcast and that we do these movies because it's fascinating. You see a movie like this, and then you look up at stats on Wikipedia, and it was a, it was a, big made hit. a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just go, "What the fuck?" It was written by a uh, crazy by Ron, Ron Bass, who was like uh, like one of the most highest, highly paid and successful screenwriters in the business at that time. Wow! Like wrote tons of movies, very successful. Famously had. A group of female assistants who helped him write his scripts that they would call the Ronettes. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Mm. I want to see a movie about that. That, that, I want to see that movie, a movie about that. That sounds more interesting than this. Well, anything would be more interesting than this. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Well, well. Anyway. Uh, Oh, and what's your... Oh, uh, I, no, I gave 10 out of 10 rules. 10 oh, out of sorry, 10 sorry, rules. For, uh, that's what we got off on the rules. The premise that seems like it's going to be a thing that's going to go throughout the movie and maybe there will be an interesting twist and nope, that nope. he just he articulates like four rules maybe and then stops talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it two Judds. 
Um, it's a bad, bad movie, but it's not. But I mean, it just it does do the bare minimum of what it's trying to do. Sure. It doesn't, it doesn't like faint praise like coming up angry. With, you no, know what I mean, it's yeah, just like, I don't go like, oh, yeah. you didn't even do that. Like, I generally know what's going on. It's doing what it's trying yeah. to do. But it's also not it even just looks like, like amusingly bad. It's just, just, yes. just stillborn. I do think it's amusingly bad at times, but it's in it, not because of the dialogue. I always like silly dialogue. It doesn't even have that because this Ron Bass guy apparently really goes straight for the the bland middle or something. Uh, yeah, oh, but just I blame the, the Ronettes. The, yeah, it could be the Ronettes' <laughs> fault. Um, but just yeah, like I, I, it is one of those movies that I watch just like a lot of time, a lot of time watching this movie, just astonished that I'm supposed to, that I'm supposed to think uh, I'm supposed to be rooting for. <laughs> This romance since yeah. thirty nine years. There's a there's I'm like, an old old man. That's about I'm about as old as the age difference between these two people yeah. that are supposed to have that are having sex there, in this movie. There's a part where she's like Fucking crying crazy. and like crawling on him and stuff where she's, she's very so upset that she's gonna him. that he's gonna like leave or whatever and you're just like, Oh my god, what? Stop it. Yeah, Sean Carter's like, this is the only reason I did this movie. Get off it's of in me. my contract. Yeah, he he says get something get about all, get all no get all up on me. Uh, free beard rides. <laughs> she's from like, Grandpa Connery. She's coming at she's Grandpa coming Sean. at him real hard. Jin, Jin. <laughs> she's coming at him like real hard and leaning in. She's like, gotta have this old tired man. I gotta. I'm so horny. That's the thing about the movie is that she's more horny for him oh, than yeah. he is for her, and so that's what makes it. Want to get sort a piece of, of this petrified wood? That's what makes it weirder. <laughs> but he goes. But he's like <laughs> more like a soggy donut. Ooh. She's making out with him, and you can tell Sean Connery is like just so tired as an old man. He's just sort of like, oh god, and then he's like, no, oh, no, no. He pulls back. And he's like. My situation is complicated. You can't I, get it up. I can't. I can't explain. And that's like how it's left, and you're kind of like, okay, well, they didn't fuck, and maybe they're not going to get together, but and, and that seems like maybe that's interesting, and they're not going to explain why. Oof. But no, at the end, they're like making out, and you're like, oh, well, oh, okay. Yeah, disgusting. I guess they are. He's riddled with syphilis, is what he is. <laughs> riddled it's with phlebitis. <laughs> I can't explain it because my brain has, has rotted from, <laughs> from syphilis. syphilis. I've got the disease of kings. Is that what Al Capone died from? Yeah, uh, he yeah. had syphilis, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Why didn't they change the name to Al Capone's disease? Al Capone's disease. Why didn't they change Al Capone's name to Al Syphilis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I bet I bet some people in that prison did. I bet you on his last says, hey, look old syphilis Al over here, you remember piece when, of shit. Remember, oh. when Her- remember when Geraldo went into Al Syphilis's vault? <laughs> yeah. He's got sprayed with syphilis and then yeah, died. Nothing in there but but, but, but syphilis. syphilis. There's just a green cloud of syphilis. Oh no, it's getting it me. It was like in The Simpsons, like it's just this green cloud with little red dots in it. Good ah. lord! Ah. <laughs> he shoots his gun at it. All right, nothing will take that cloud of syphilis down. And I'm gonna give it. Uh, oh, uh, I'm on to Douglas's here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Matt. I think two and a half Douglas's. This is gr- it's yeah. it's gross. And they and it's really pushing it like these the cameras constantly. But it's PG thirteen, so it's, it's not quite like absolutely. it's not quite to where it's like actually yeah. sleazy. But it's just but it's sleazier than movies that have full nudity. But the, on movie, but the movie is convinced that it's very erotic. Oh yeah, it's like right. this is hot. You people want to see. <laughs> CCJ, fuck this old old it's man because he's Sean Connery. It's just tremendously not erotic. Is but but, she, but like I, I mean, just think of that shot. Of, yeah. Oh of yeah, her going under. I mean, it's famous, but like holy shit. Yeah. There's lots of shots like that where it's just the camera's just like right on her butt, and then she bends over. You're like, God. 
Yep. God damn. And he's and he's leering at her butt. Yeah, everybody, every, we're all leering at her butt. It's it's pretty nuts. <laughs> well, in our case, it's not our fault because we're like uh, watching the movie, and then all of a sudden we have to leer at her butt. Yeah. Or look at it anyway. It's very male gazey, right? I guess we don't have male to leer. gaze, as they say. We don't. We, you know, we, you know, everyone who's watching Entrapment, you don't have to leer at Catherine. You can just look at. You it. can just turn the movie off and save yourself some time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's got to be better ways. I, we had to watch to it. There's no reason you should. I mean, I think our listeners like to watch the movies that we talk about sometimes. So. Well, I wouldn't recommend it in this case. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it in a lot of the cases, but they still do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, like I said again, it's there's some enjoyment to be had if yeah. you're a guy like me, and if you are a guy like me, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, and then I'm gonna give it ten out of ten syphilis clouds. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm gonna give it, also give it two. Again, it was like I've like I'm like Travis. So like it's not good. it's not a good movie, but I didn't hate I didn't hate it. And then it was it didn't feel like it was on forever or yeah, anything. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't something where I could be like I'm angry that I watched this, but I was also like that movie sucks. It sucks right from the start. It definitely sucks, unmistakably. Uh, and yeah, I'm you know I'm, I'm you guys have convinced me. I'm giving it two and a half because yep. it is like just just the just the relationship between her and Sean Connery is like enough to. Mm. Earn it some, earn it some Douglas. Rule number five: Don't dip your pen in company ink. Gross. <laughs> you won't survive in South Central. Uh, rule number six: Al syphilis. <laughs> I know that's not a rule, but still. If you ever see a green syphilis cloud coming at you, you fire your gun at it. Turn into the skid. <laughs> they pull a syphilis cloud. You pull, pull a gun. Pull a gun. <laughs> that's the entrapment what way. What are you prepared to entrap? That's the Chicago way. <laughs> Al Capone was from Chicago, after all. <laughs> sure, well, somewhere. <laughs> who would pretend to be that's Al Syphilis? Fi- that's who he's who fighting in that movie, in the un- in the Untouchables. He's fight. They're they're against Al Capone, who's he just fights riddled him hand with- to hand, and he sprays syphilis right in Sean Connery's face, and he dies. He carries a baseball bat made of syphilis that he kills people with. <laughs> it's just solid syphilis. No, Capone has the bat. Yeah, that no. was my impression of Capone. Oh. He's pretty good. Same as Sean Connery. <laughs> wow, I thought it was. Really Is Sean Connery doing Eddie Murphy thing in that movie and play all the roles? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it. Ten. I like baseball. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, uh, synchronized lasers. Oh, yeah. That you, you can easily dance through. Just well, like I don't know if it's easy. It looked pretty easy. <laughs> it look, I, I can't. I can't. You mean sexy? Both. Yeah. Right, it was. There you go. That's sorry. Or do they mean different things? Easy and sexy. Well, for Kevin, sexy is easy. We all know that. For me, it's the opposite. Easy is sexy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Getting all, the whole the whole Fuck. bandage here. This is gonna be something. We're gonna the, li- the least I have to do, the better. Well, speaking of easy <laughs> and sexy, let's move on to our next movie. Next movie, 1999's <laughs> The Thomas Crown Affair remake of the one from the 60s with Steve McQueen. And I've Faith never Annalee. seen the McQueen one. I want you to talk about women. Oh, I enjoy women. A woman could trust me, as long as her interest didn't run too contrary to my own. This painting is worth a hundred million bucks. They shut off the air to drive out the tourists. Then they close the gates to keep everybody out. Diversion. Make a lot of noise over there. So over here in this room, you can take a hundred million off the wall and waltz right out the front door. Oh, that's good. Oh, yes. Do we know each other? Not yet. I'm Catherine Banning. And whose head are you after? Yours. You're enjoying something. A worthy adversary? An entertainment. Do you really think I'm going to sleep with the man I'm investigating? Hmm? <laughs> Always get your man? Mm-hmm. Think you'll get me? 
Well, I think it's I think it's very good. I like okay. both of these movies. Uh, anyway, it's, it's the it's extremely sixties. I it is. It's okay. very. 60s. They're doing all this like the Austin Powers stu- the stuff that Austin Powers movies are parodying with like the crazy camera moves and the yeah. the use of music and shit. It's okay. like real oh, mod, I guess. It's very modish. Yeah. I do want, that makes me more excited to watch this because I do wish I, I did think this movie was okay, but I do I do want I did wish it was doing more a lot of like yeah. for, for like a long section in the middle. I was like, man, do something like a camera mm. like a camera trick or uh, yeah. anything. Uh, I think that uh, it's <laughs> it, that it, it basically has like this this tr- this like tremendous opening 20 minutes and there's really good last 30 minutes and yes. the middle is like the romance and I don't buy it. I don't buy it and it's also reaches a kind of boring that like I feel tired in my my brain. Yeah. You know that like where your brain starts to like pull you down? It, it has it's it has, so boring. The, the Both of the next two movies we're going to talk about, this one and, and the next one, have one uh, they have problems but say, they, they both have says, one I, central problem the same problem which is that one of the leads is terrible. I would say I would say in the case of this one that I would say both of the leads are not great and that uh and that the main problem isn't that the leads are terrible but that they they just they have zero chemistry together. I like, I, agree, I don't yeah. I don't believe them together at all. I think Pierce Brosnan is very uh as Sophie put it hollow. I like him. Like in he's this. very. He's very. It's a very boring character that I don't have any interest in following. And she's and Renee Russo is doing like a lot of acting, mm-hmm. and so it's like this. Like she, it's, she it's like sucks. This, but it's like this. But it's like this it. constant like back where you're like what? And then when they're together, I don't for a fucking second. I believe Catherine Zeta Jones and Connery in in Entrapment would be together more than these two. Yeah. Like, these, there's it's not one true. point where I'm it's like... hard to explain, well, but it's true. The, I'm like, there's no chemistry, and there's a lot of fucking. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of scenes where they're fucking each other. It's weird, weirdly sexual, and this movie. It's mm-hmm. weird, it's, but it's so, it's so hypersexual, but, like, at the same time, you're like... It's like, but it's like robot. Well, it's like robotic well, thing, or something. The thing that they don't nail, and 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 it's like a, it's a bigger part. It's sort of, it's played up more in the '60s one. But the whole thing is that Crown, it does these heists because he's like a risk junkie. He's like, I'm bored. I'm so rich. I can I can have whatever I want. Right. So I'm doing this like to to get the for the thrill for I would, kicks. I yeah. would say that Brosnan nails the bored part for sure. One hundred percent. But like, <laughs> hard. And, he and nails then, that hard. And the idea is that her character is supposed to be like very driven and egotistical and arrogant, and she is attracted to this idea. Like, yeah. I'm gonna fuck this guy because I know he's a thief. And like I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own version of that. Yeah. And they don't sell that at all here. Like you no. never feel like there's anything dangerous about their relationship or no. about or about his thievery. No, yeah. right. That's what I mean. He nails the board part where yeah. you're like, oh, clearly this rich guy is bored, and that's why he's doing this. But you never get the sense that like he he's enjoying even doing the yeah. heists. He seems bored <laughs> doing the heists. And then, yeah, and then she's doing a whole thing. I mean, the most realistic character in the movie is just this fucking Dennis Leary. Yeah, weird, he actually has, which weird, is really cast. terrible. But he has a but he has a weird, he has a line at the end that's the only one where he's like, honestly, don't fucking give a shit about yeah, yeah. this. And I'm like, that's the only time I related with a character <laughs> in the whole movie where he's like, look, I could care less whether some guy, some like, rich there's, guy, so there's other rich fucking real bullshit. crimes. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck, yeah. Boy, I wish that you'd gotten to this earlier in the movie that it's I've been hell, watching. It's the whole a hell thing of a of thing to say at the end of your movie <laughs> about the entire premise of your movie, right? To I have can, a guy go like, you know what? It really doesn't fucking matter. It's fucking stupid. But also, like the fact that he's like talking about he, that, I'm like, I agree with you. The main character of this movie is boring, yeah. and I don't care either. But I had to watch the whole movie, and you didn't, Dennis Leary. So how's that? Huh? How's that? How's that? Okay. How you I like think that? you hear me knocking, okay. and I think I'm coming okay. in. <laughs> 
Uh, He's an asshole. Speaking of Dennis Leary, I also think that it really sucks that uh, they're trying to sell me on the idea that, like, he's really into Rene Russo and she, like, maybe has a thing for him and feels bad about it. But, because, no. That's And Dennis Leary, by the way... Is awful in this movie. Is so, but it's not even his fault. Like I think he generally is bad, but it's he's weird so casting. miscast. I'm yeah. just saying he's. But but when when you get down to it, he's the most relatable character. Uh, uh, yeah, I, out of the main, out of the lead character, yeah. out of the lead characters. Uh, otherwise, it would be uh, Burrell. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Frankie Faison. Frankie Faison. I but, have but a, I, I, just have lo- really... I just love Frankie Faison. So whenever he shows up, he gets to do something fun. I have oh, oh Frankie Faison fucking rules. So but, you know the, he's the untouchable. Have that so going so I mean he yeah, he is untouchable. But he's not he's he's not in the movie as much. So I would have to I have to give the uh, right character who seems the most human to Dennis Leary. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to read this this Fair dialogue. Uh, this is extremely funny. <laughs> Dennis Leary's a cop in it. I just want a cup of coffee, okay? <laughs> I love I love. It's been the same like right around the same time he was doing the job. Uh-huh. Or what, maybe the year before, maybe it was the next year. Around the same time, Who could forget. I like the job. That was a good show sure. at the time. Uh, but th- but this is um, him. Um, Rene Russo is getting her heart broken mm-hmm. by uh, by Thomas Crown, a boring, boring billionaire <laughs> Thomas Crown. <laughs> a like I, I don't like Pierce Brosnan or Rene Russo, so yeah. just like already mm-hmm. like this. I generally don't like Russo either. But yeah. got a problem. Well, they're not. And then that's the, the way you described the, the premise of it: rich, bored, rich guy, and like dr- like. Driven, ambitious lady, fall like on paper. I don't even like that premise. So, like, oh, really? It's so it's, it has a premise I I'm not interested in, and then they cast it with people I'm not interested in. So it's just it's a it's a tough sell. I do need to watch me, the original now, though. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, but this is Dennis Leary's character, and, and so Renee Russo's really really bummed and sad, and she's like, "No, it's okay. I'm I don't care, whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've been there before. I I said I don't care before, and, and then he starts. This is his life story." I told people I didn't care. Uh, this is his wife left him and got like pregnant with yeah. uh, like his friend. urologist, the urologist baby. Because <laughs> this is this is how he reacted to that. I told people I didn't care. Then I fucked five women in three days. Yeah. Flipped my car on an on ramp. Beat a suspect unconscious. Got suspended. But I told people I was okay. Okay. And then you're like, wait, 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 back up. Yeah, it was quite the story. <laughs> you beat a suspect unconscious, and that's just part of your journey, the part of your bottoming out. Wow! Just a little casual. A suspect. I beat a, <laughs> I beat a human being <laughs> into submission, but it was me dealing with my shit. Uh, you know, I don't think that this hey. movie, this movie, like wants to, it wants to be the exciting, like you know, romantic caper movie, and also like have this this human drama element to it, where like you're supposed to believe that these characters have like an intense amount of interiority, and and like they have chemistry with each other, they have relationships yeah. with each other. No, <laughs> it's. I think it's pretty successful at the first thing when it's doing that, which is twice, which is twice, and I think both of those sequences are really, really good. Particularly and the it's, last and it's one. It's McTiernan, so I mean, he's, when he's doing that shit, there's really nobody better. He makes a good-looking movie, but uh, the middle part is just tough. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the opening heist again? Well, uh, so well, it starts with him. It's 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 a it's, it's pretty confusing. It's very oh, confusing, boy. but then once it all once it all comes together, yeah. it's not because it looks like there's these guys. Oh, that's right. That like are a gonna, crazy. That are, this is a crazy like uh, yeah. distraction. High tech. And one of them is these, the guy from Black Hat, Richie that's Coster. Right. Yeah. Uh, where these like four, you say your men of your word. <laughs> he gets he, the Joker. He feeds him to his own dogs at the end of yeah, the yeah. Dark Knight. Uh, but he. Uh, the, all these guys are gonna are gonna rob this this painting, and meanwhile Thomas Crown is going around making 
wheeling and dealing with people. Yeah, yeah. And we're supposed to be, I guess we're supposed to be like, well, he's cool, but, you know, whatever. Okay, but these guys, I, these I guys are this, inside a tr- literal are, Trojan horse. These guys are inside of a Trojan, tro- yeah, an actual horse that they're like, oh, this is a mistaken delivery. Well, let's bring it in. And they break out of this horse. It's kind, I mean, all this stuff is kind of cool. It's yeah, kind really. of a cool heist film. But when you're, you're talking about wheeling and dealing, this is Thomas Crown, Thomas Crown, because he's a bit, he, he literally yes. does own an entire building. He's yeah. very rich. Ben Gazzara, I can't imagine his, why we should, lawyer, why yeah. we should give a shit about a mega rich person who's also taking pay Paintings out of uh, museums where kids can look at them, um, but this is him just You're really being obsessed with the kids looking at the paintings. It's just the idea of him taking like no, if no, you're no, already just, mega rich. Travis just is always thinking about children looking at him. Because I was that child. <laughs> I you always like, went to I, museums, and when I was in a museum one time. A rich guy stole a painting right from right in, front in, front in front of me, yeah. and it traumatized me. And that's me. why I dress up in a bat suit. But it's time. <laughs> that's why I dress up in a bat suit and beat up bums, <laughs> beat up jaywalkers and shit. That's why I dress up in a bat suit and have someone whip me. <laughs> I don't actually do any. Uh, it's just oh, yeah. a sex thing. That's you why tra- you tried crime fighting and it wasn't for you. Wasn't no, no, for you. no, no, no. But I did. I did like the suit. I did like the sadomasochism. I did like the suit. <laughs> But uh, but no, the rich person didn't even do any anything elaborate. He just took it off the wall and walked away. And it turns out you can't do anything to stop him. Yeah, because he was rich. Well, you're not supposed to. It's like, what are you going to arrest me? And they were like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he just walked out with it. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, th- this is a, a part where um, <laughs> speaking of him wheeling and dealing yeah. and being a businessman, I love like. Is this where he's movie, like, what's movie- gonna, there, when all the guys are like ready to unwrap the cigars and like we finally got Thomas Crown to sell something and he's like what are you going to do when you find out when your board finds out you overpaid me by 30 million dollars they're like oh he's so good at business yeah. yeah no this is just a casually tossed aside but he's like walking through his his bustling office and he just points his finger at like one of his underlings and he goes give me good numbers jimmy yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> business yeah okay yes sir mr crown i'll give you good numbers gentlemen to business okay <laughs> So that's happening. Numbers. That's happening. And uh, by the way, Carter or not? Uh, who did the uh, who did the music for this? It was uh, fuck. I, f- I wrote it down. Is even. it Desplat? Uh, no, I thought it was Carter Burwell. Maybe oh, really? could be. Well, there's no way to find Conti? out. Conti? No, it's Conti. Yeah, sorry, it's Bill Conti. And yeah. the score is all over the place. It's, it's very it's, weird. It's not great. It's, I think it's intentionally all over the place, but it sucks because he's in this opening scene. It's cutting between him doing his his business, which has one type of score, to the heist stuff, which has a different type, and it's like jarring in a way that I think it was supposed to be like right. It's two different movies going on, but it was like, but it, it just sucks. And he's I like using Bill, this, I like he's using this like Nina Simone song too, and he's kind of yeah. like folding his score into part, this Nina Simone song. Good. I don't well, the, the Nina I don't Simone the song. Piano stuff I just, either. Yeah, I the think, Nina Simone song is good, and then the score is bad, so it's kind of jerking you back and forth. I like some of the. I score. didn't think the score was bad necessarily, but it's like it's like. All over the map, and it's mm-hmm. weird. It's weirdly jarring at times. Where I'm like, "What is? But it's why jazzy. is this?" The, yeah, but it's jazzy. Yeah, it's like I don't mo- know. but it's also too modern to I don't know. To, to be that. Ja- I don't but know. So anyway, these two plots are going on where these guys are doing this high tech, and they're gonna they're they're like gonna heist this painting, and so they're setting up this whole thing. And meanwhile, they're Thomas Crown's going, like, "What's good? What's happening?" Air conditioning and stuff. And you'd seen him at the museum earlier talking to a guy looking at this painting, yeah. Bobby. And then and then he left, and then he comes back in the middle of this heist. They've got all the people out of this room. Uh, you know, it's gonna get like uh, the the cage is coming down. He's got you know the security's all over it, and Thomas Crown is able to sneak in there to take the painting, and he'd put a briefcase walk there out. earlier and like walk out with and the, it. Well, the, the briefcase, briefcase has like uh, it's like it's like yeah. uh, reinforced like hexagons like titanium exactly, and so it stops the gate, and he just walks in and takes the exactly. painting and leaves. Well, that's the, that's under. it. But he set up another briefcase yes. earlier that he slide that looks like a leg of the uh, yeah, of, of the, the bench of the bench. Anyway, so he steals the painting. So the whole thing was like he he'd paid these. It was all a distraction. He paid these guys to do this heist, 
mm-hmm. as a distraction so he could actually heist the painting. It's pretty cool because they got yeah. these people like dangling from ropes and all this high-tech stuff, gadgetry and, and whatnot, and there's three guys, and they're all yeah. in their gear, and you're like, okay, this is a real high-tech thing. And it turns out that has nothing to do with anything, and yeah. it all comes down to like a t- 20 seconds where Pierce Brosnan just walks in, grabs the painting, puts it in his briefcase, and walks out, and you're like, and, shit. And what he had done was also, because uh, this occurred to me when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, well, wait, there's cameras everywhere, but what he, all, what he did was, uh, he, they're thermal cameras, yeah. mm-hmm. and he raised the heat in the room so that you, the cameras don't work. Although, why would you have those in the museum <laughs> I don't know. at all? I don't know. It's kind of like the thing where, uh, where like in the like in the Da Vinci codes, where it's like, well, one of the security measures is we can suck all the air out of this room, <laughs> just in case. You never know. Yeah, you might want to suck all the air out of a library at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's the exactly. Vatican. <laughs> it's the Vatican. We got to be prepared for all contingencies. So yeah, right. no, right. Well, it's like that thing where like, well, the, I mean, you know, it's the kind of movie you're watching. So like, we have these types of cameras. Right, and right. You don't question why they do. It's because well, because in a movie they they do. Right. In real life, I just they think just it's really, have, I think it's really funny that they wouldn't just have cameras. In real yeah. life, they just have regular cameras. Yeah, regular cameras. Would it's be like fun. well, we filmed the guy and he went and he went and took it. Yeah. And this museum is supposed to be the Met, I guess, or something. You, it's the same. Remember? It's the same museum that they filmed the opening scenes in Dress to Kill. Right. So yeah, or, but it's but it's not shot there. They read they read uh, they no. built a duplicate of it. Did you guys see the thing at the end of the movie? Yeah. Where it's like no museum had anything to do with this movie. No, <laughs> no museum would touch this movie with. It's a like a whole note pole. that's like no, yeah. No, I and never so noticed that. It's like we, it's like weird. Like they must have like mu- someone in, in the museum world got a hold of the script or something. It was like, fuck that. They're not <laughs> filming at our museum. It is anti-museum. This movie or something. Brian De Palma can shoot his weird smut fest in here, but not Thomas Crown Affair. I I guess because they don't want to be like people, people are heists. able to steal paintings or something. Anyway, it's very weird, but yeah. uh, it looks like a museum, so who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they shot fine. a real museum, it doesn't fucking <laughs> matter. Uh, so he steals that painting, and then Rene Russo shows up, and she's uh, art insurer. She works for the art insurance company, mm-hmm. and her job she's is the to best. And her job she's, is to recover the painting. She doesn't care what happens to Crown at all. She's, no, not, no. she's not due to follow the same rules that cops are supposed, right. to, be supposed no. to follow. So too. she's teamed up with Dennis Leary, and the, he he wants to catch the the thief. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, I don't give a shit. I just need to get, just the get that painting. I uh, have the prize. And then this movie, and she shows up immediately, yeah. like, and when she's working with him, <laughs> this always cracks me up because she's got like a, like she's very fabulous, and she's got like a scarf on, and she's right. got sunglasses. Well, that's, that's like the original. The whole like, there's a, the the oh, original make the original makes a big deal about Faye Dunaway's Faye Dunaway. wardrobe. Faye Dunaway also in this as, as his therapist. Thomas Who, therapist. By the way, those scenes are so weird. It's so weird, and she sucks as a therapist. She, she laughs at him. She hates. She, laughs she in his clearly face. hates well, him. And, and those scenes. Here's the thing about those scenes. They're so disconnected from anything, and you never see him like go there or leave right. there or whatever. And I was like, "Is that supposed to be like his subconscious therapy yeah. or something?" Almost That's true. Yeah. The way it that feel, it's shot it feels makes like, you wonder. And like the way that she's going, like, "Ha ha! Look at what you're doing!" It almost feels like it's like him having a conversation with himself. They were yeah. so they're so weird, and they're just in like kind of a dark room. And you just, never see her in any other scenario. It just either. kind of feels like well, we, need her, to, we need to figure out a way to get Faye Dunaway yeah. into this movie yeah. for some reason. Yeah, it, they feel very shoehorned in yeah. and and weird, and they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, I thought the those scenes. Thing. No, no, I just was like, you could excise those scenes from the movie entirely. Yeah, and absolutely. it wouldn't make a difference. No, they don't make it difference. Because it just cuts to him going like, "Ooh, looks like Thomas Crown is actually in love this time," and you're like, yeah. "What?" It's the only is way we a- could ever realize that he's not interested in intimacy or he's afraid of intimacy or whatever his fucking. They dumb, couldn't just have Faye Dunaway play like 
uh, the chief of police or something instead. Is there right. Leary? That would have been awesome. No, no, I mean no, the chief of police. Oh, the not chief like of police. The, just like as in like, my office. I just mean like if there, if you like felt like we really need to get Faye Dunaway in here, couldn't you have yeah. her be a character in the reality of the movie? Like she works at the museum or something. I mean, it could also have been <laughs> one be of those things guy. where they were like they should they sent her the script and she's like I don't want to be in this and they're like but we really want we'll pay you a lot of money and she's like no no and they're Maybe. like well we write you a, we'll write you a whole new part that's just for you and you can only you only all you can just sit in a chair yeah. and you don't have to be in any yeah exactly all right she's of, I mean she's notoriously difficult to work you make with, fun so. of Pierce Brosnan no <laughs> done <laughs> you laugh in your patient's face it's weird <laughs> and, I th- and call him you dickless you or insult something him. like that yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but they introduce Renee Russo when like she's like standing there and they're like she's crouching in a darkened, down. She's in a darkened room and she's got sunglasses on. Oh yeah, they, they no, show but they, her legs no, but they, first. they show her leg and it does like a va va voom. Where like Whoa, here uh, we go. And I look up her upper leg and she's like, uh, hey, and she she's seems got hungover. Su- I just think it's funny. Yeah, she's, she's got sunglasses she's on and I immediately, I immediately think she's on drugs or hungover. Yeah. <laughs> And I she's think, drink, I think well, she's she drinking is. that juice thing, so she's. Th- I think really she's supposed funny. to be hungover. I think she's supposed to be hungover or jet lagged or something. Yeah, this is really funny. She's got this uh, green juice, and everybody's like, "This is 1999. I know for a fact these existed right. at the time, and I drank them every day." And uh, and she's like, "Were it's you like also an, it's an, an odd insurance wall. cop?" Absolutely, I was. <laughs> okay, it was an early, early, early career, uh, but it's an odd, clearly just an odd wall of superfood sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And she's got it in a the, the jar that it came in, and then she has a cup and she pours it into a cup. Just drink it out of the bottle, weirdo. Yeah. But she's pouring it into the cup, and everybody's like staring at her like she's a space alien, like it's, she's like she's eating a live octopus. And then Dennis Leary's even like, "What is that? What the fuck is that?" That feels like a Dennis, that feels like a Dennis Leary line. Like, wait, maybe I should ask her about that fruity drink. That she feels said. like a Dennis Leary. But you one of these people that likes to oh, drink he's like, like fucking. You want to drink almond? New age, new age drinks, huh? Well, you want to like mocha, Cheeto, uh, goat milk, mocha, Cheeto? Uh, back in my day, my Randy dad used to drink pizza? regular black coffee. Okay? And he used to beat me, and it's fine. <laughs> With a Why wrench. Don't... I picked a wrench, because <laughs> fuck, fuck him. <laughs> Why, don't... Why don't parents beat their kids more? My dad beat me, and I'm fine. Okay? Uh... <laughs> She's also supposed to be super rich. Oh, I guess yeah. so. She's also yeah, well, she, I mean, she's like, cool. I keep an apartment in New York City. She lives overseas. She's rich. Even fewer stakes. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, these people Let's are... just keep cutting down on the stakes. She's uh, rich because I think they even explain it, that she gets commission on the value mm-hmm. of the so recovered like she, So recovered she recovers items. that item, yeah, and there's which one is part where billions she's like or whatever. Talking yeah. about moving her assets after things are getting intense for her or yeah, something. Yeah. She's got assets. But yeah. she's got a whole team of other guys. That, so basically, it's like a cat and mouse, sort of. Except that, basically, like, she I mean, she's, she immediately figures out that Crown is the thief because she figures out the thermal camera and who was in the room before and yeah, so on. She so actually forth. finds the place where he we saw him hide the painting. Of course, he has already yes n- moved it from there yes. to somewhere else. Uh, yeah, there's a part when he fa- when he takes the fake. painting. It is kind of kind of funny where he's got a secret little slot in his yeah. office and he puts the painting down and just looks at it and he's like, ha yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna look at it, and then like, yeah, <laughs> all that, so he could just look at this thing that and he's got. In his later room. on, she finds that space, and and we're supposed to be like, oh, she found the painting, but of course he's already moved. Mm, yeah, he's removed the painting from there. I think it's a, a fake or whatever. But this is the sec- the sexy cat and mouse st- uh, cat and mouse stuff is where she basically confronts him immediately. And he's like, I know that you did it, and I'm gonna prove. It. And he's like, Oh, really? Well, that's very sexy because I'm a thrill seeking kind of guy, and I guess I, I, an ordinary person would be afraid or like, yeah. Oh no, but I I like this, and this is a game that we can play, a sexy game, and that's yeah. and then that's uh, an hour. Of she that. shows up. Well, she shows up at a, at a see through in a see through dress at this place. She sure does. Makes him stop dancing with his other hot lady. And then, who turns out to be important later on? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they, then they have sex, 
Then, on then, the steps. Then, then Renee Russo is like just like she's pretty naked. Fucking naked for a she's long. She's naked time. on the steps, and then and you're like, geez, okay, I mean, God. And then, and then it's a long, it's a long scene of Pierce fucking Rosen, and laughing. And they're the all way. they're all sweaty and, and like pour, dumping water and gin yes, all over themselves. You see penetration. I'm, just saying, I'm not. I'm, I don't think it's like. I mean, I think it's fine. Sure. I I don't have a problem with no Rene Russo being naked in this movie. It's just it's a lot of it, and it's very weird because it's so like. Because I don't believe that these characters even like each other. I mean, I think so you're, you're, su- like- you're also supposed to be like from from a point of view of the filmmakers are probably like, well, look, we're trying to make this adult romantic oh, no, no. thing. So we've got like actual grown ups, yeah, yeah. like not some not like some twenty year old models. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff. Grown up actors. That's the stuff. part I like. It's nice. It's just yeah. that it's. I mean, there's I a lot of it. Though. I like I like that. There is a lot of it, but it's also just like I like that, but also that like I don't. You don't buy. It I at don't. All. Well, I don't buy that these characters want to right. be with each other, and, and so it starts like ex- takes me out of it. Like I'm like, oh well, no, this is. I'm glad you're doing this, and yeah, then also yeah. like yeah, and then later on, but later on they go to like the beach, the uh, his like his uh, vacation home or whatever, and, and she's and she's also just like naked the whole time, which I'm like. Like, hey, Jeez, respect her wow. so for because right. she's on the beach, you know. Look, and you're look, like, yeah, okay, good, good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm, I want to be naked in this movie. It almost seems like that, like that she mm-hmm. was. It wasn't like, like a lot of movies you hear the stories of. It's like you know right. the actress was like. No, it seems like she's this 100% one. Up this for one it, yeah. feels like her going to the filmmakers. Like, hey, are there other scenes I can be topless in in yeah. this movie that aren't ri- that's not written? John McTiernan's like. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. sure. I mean, I mean, wow. I guess, yeah. We, we, boy, we do have to sell this movie to people, so <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> but it's it's weird. I don't, I don't know how to explain. But when you see it, you're just sort of like, huh, jeez. But they have sexy sex, and then she's, right. she's like, I'm still gonna catch you. I'm falling in love. She doesn't care if she catches him. Yeah, she's so like, she I'm going to get the painting. So she, they start falling in love, and he and takes her in a glider, just, and it goes on Boy, does this go on and on and on. This is, the, this is the bulk of the original movie, too. It's mostly the romance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, mean, just, I mean, it would, like, here's the thing. They go doom bugging in the original. Rom- yeah, oh romance works if it's like, the, if, it sure. feel, if I feel it. And honestly, that was, for me, it was sort of like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah, and that's really all it is for a large chunk. And this is the part where it feels like my brain is swelling inside my skull and I'm like getting literally drowsy like I, I can feel my eyes closing and stuff it's just I'm, I'm generally not inclined to enjoy like these portions of movies anyways like the romance stuff but mm-hmm. with two actors pl- t- that I don't care for playing two characters that I don't care for I mean my yeah. god it's rough it's kind well, of an endurance test meanwhile, and they're just like they're just like gallivanting around doing rich people stuff sure. too and you're just yes. like fuck you he takes her to his island and she's like oh you tell that to all the people you bring here he's like oh. I don't bring anybody here you're the first lady that I've brought here he's wow. bought a wardrobe of clothes that she's are naked again you're like wow close wow. Enough. All right, and she's naked again and they're laying <laughs> on top of each other then he's talking to some strange people who's he talking to mm-hmm. hmm, she's still trying to get get the painting back and then there's then there's the matter of the other really, really young hot lady the yeah. young hot lady oh but also and, and also like he it has like uh, donated a, a new painting to the museum yeah. to put in that painting's place, like an act- another like rare like yes. uh, painting. They're like you know, as a generous donation to this museum because this thing got stolen. Here's this painting. Yeah. Meanwhile, they found the painting, but it was a forgery. Right. Which becomes important later. Yes, because it turns out that the young girl is not, in fact, Pierce Brosnan's like uh, trophy girlfriend. No. It's she's the daughter of a famous art forger who is working for Crown and has always worked for Crown. Yeah. Uh, because he's buddies with with the dad, the incarcerated Mark Margolis from mm-hmm. from like Breaking Bad and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so he's like Ace Ventura's uh, landlord. Yeah. Famously. <laughs> and so he's been like he's been like he, his his buddy Art Forger went to jail and he's like I take care of his daughter gave her a job and uh, she forges art art for me now. Yeah. 
And then, you, don't, you don't find that out till the end. Till, till the you, end, Because yeah. it's like this whole thing where, like, she sees him with this young girl, so she's mad about that. Yeah, I think Dennis just, Leary brings it up, like, shows her the yeah, pictures, Yeah, because he's too. like, hey, how about hey, this? You're out, there, you're out there fucking oh, that guy? So you really like uh, him, Well, what do you think about this? Because he's in cuck mode, and he's got a thing for her, yeah. sort of. Which There's sucks. also a part in it <laughs> that's just very silly to me where he's going, like, Oh, so you fuck this guy to like get, do your job and, and this and that. What are people gonna think? And you're like, dude, she's forty. What are you talking about? Yeah. Who cares? You know what people are gonna think about you? She's like, yeah, they're gonna think I'm fucking forty. I'm an right. adult. What are you talking about? Fuck off. They're gonna think you're a whore. Like, no, no, they're not. Yeah. And she's clearly Nobody's like, she clearly that. judging by literally everything she says and does in the rest of the movie. Uh, no, but she doesn't give a fuck it's what anybody. Very thinks. strange. Yes. And also like to for so him. I to, like that part of the character. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just I just don't think it's performed well, very well. And I just also for him to no, be I think, like, I do. I just him, think it's to, weird that he brings it up. Well, yeah. it's like at all. You're like, what are you talking about? Because it's like, I mean. It, you know, it's that kind of, it's from that period where that would still be, where like, oh, yeah, and you, everything yeah, yeah. that she says or does, and also, like, who who gives a shit? Right. What is this, high school? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Come on. Uh, where you guys are both what, adults. What, are you going to go, gonna go out wearing that? <laughs> Did he finger you? Did he finger you behind the, uh, behind like, the stands? On the Ferris wheel? On the Ferris wheel? The roller coaster? <laughs> are you feeling fear now? <laughs> Does he want? To, does he want you to let him in? I feel some fear. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not yet, not yet. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Then there's then then and then it gets to the heist, which is really good. And then the the it's final the final heist is really cool. Yeah. And oh, there's what's the famous painting with the apple faced? Uh, I forget. Bowler hat guy. Of, I forget the name of the artist. Uh, uh, you guys Magritte. 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 Uh, they, they, that that painting comes up a handful of times right. because he's like comparing himself to that guy, which to that painting, which honestly is pretty true because it's sort of like yeah you're nobody you and could be an me, apple man to me I'm like yeah you, that's that's, uh, that's how I feel about the Thomas Crown character and this is that he's boring you're just he's someone just with a bowler cap and an apple for a face <laughs> for a face <laughs> and, the la- and then the final heist is like he gets all these guys in bowler hats he throws on a bowler hat and he's like okay because he's like he he's knows like, they're hey, following him he's like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna put the painting back yeah I'm gonna put the painting back that way you and, and I can go away together. And like, hey, yeah, and like, you, good you luck. know what? So, no way. So either you come, you you know, you come, you bring all the cops and stop me, but yeah. I'm going to do it. Not even, not even Thomas Crown, the greatest thief of all time, could pull off something like that. Uh, that would be far too awesome. And uh, so then there's this, yeah, there's this scene he's got. We're, all, he, he we're puts ready on a, for him. He puts on a bowler cap, and he has a bunch of other guys with bowler caps, and they keep switching these different briefcases, and the, the cops are watching him. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's well a whole, executed. The whole thing like that, they end up, he, and he he ends up throwing like these smoke bombs into the room where the painting, where the painting, where is. The painting is, and, and it sets off the sprinklers. Sets off the sprinklers. And there's a really cool, like the it's like the really cool sequence with all the like the it's cut really rhythmically to the Cinnerman mixed yeah, with yeah. the score. Yeah, this is because you've heard bits and pieces of this Nina Simone song, and then yeah. they play it in full. And right. then like there's a really cool montage where like you know all the like the shutters are closing to protect the paintings, and all these different faces and all these different paintings are like they keep showing. It's really cool. Yeah. And then, but then the shutters stop over the painting that. The, 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 the painting that he replaced. The painting he replaced the whatever, whoever. Yeah, because the, there are these little, and there the are these little Thomas Crown pencils he in the- jammed a pencil in, in there. In there, and the sprinklers wash the fake painting off, and it's the original Renoir that he stole in the first there, place. It was there the yep. whole time. Yeah. But, but and, so, and so it's like, oh, we, he didn't have to put it back. It was there. 
But in the meantime, he also somehow st- magically he stole another which I, one. Which I like. I like he, that. No, he I like also that you stole, can't tell. He stole the painting that she that she preferred. Yeah. That she like. I would steal this one because he so, told her at one point like I'll get that for you. Yeah. That's right. And so and that'll show you that I truly do love you, and this isn't like uh, yeah. some sort of game. Exactly. So during this heist, he stole that painting. I just think it's cool that they don't show you how it happened at all. It's right. just like nope, that one's gone. Why well, you stole his crown? Yeah, that's exactly cool. This is his I, affair. I like it. I but like it, it. it was cool because like. Up to that point in the movie, it had like really lost me, and then and then that happened, and I'm like, this is a great heist scene, and I was just like, man, I wish the middle section was exciting because it's all just Rene Russo, yeah, being upset that he's maybe with another woman, crying and going yeah. and yelling at him, and him going and you and not knowing, you not she's knowing, like crying and breaking up about it, yeah. she's pretty bad. But it's just like you don't know whether it's like you're supposed to care. Well, I don't know. It's just I couldn't. I wasn't like giving a shit. And right. so, like, when this is happening, I was like, yeah, okay, I understand that this is the plot of the movie, but, like, <laughs> can we get to a part where something exciting happens again? And then this heist at the end is really great. Yeah. It's really fun. And then she gets the, so she, so he does steal the painting, he leaves it somewhere for her, um, and she's supposed to meet him at this helicopter, but it's just a guy in a bowler cap that's not him, and so yeah. she gets very upset. She gives the painting to Dennis Leary and is like, here... This you can replace you can return this to the museum or whatever. I'm gonna leave. I'm sad now because because the because this man I loved is gone. And then she gets it on. It was a love for the ages, ours. And then she gets leaving on, on a jet plane. She gets on an airplane and she's all upset. And then who's she's behind sitting, her? But, but she's sitting by. This is really funny though because she's sitting on the plane and then she just right. starts sobbing. Yeah, <laughs> she's holding a wine glass and going. <laughs> yeah, it's just sobbing. And he's like, hey, a pretty lady like you shouldn't uh, cry so much or whatever the fuck. And then, and then, then she, she climbs then over she the climbs seat over and starts making out you with him. And the, the flight attendant is like, ma'am, you can't. Oh, it's too cute. And then she's the flight attendant watching like, oh, these See, guys. The flight attendant's like, like ground the flight. Ground the- oh, wait, no, no, it's fine. They're, they're okay. It's pre-9-11. Like, yeah, oh, it's they're, <laughs> they're in love. <laughs> it is pre-9-11. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. It's and that's over. the end of the that's movie. The, the people that I never cared about are going to get married. But bookended by two pretty fun heist scenes. Yeah. John you know? McTiernan, no slouch. Yeah. I mean, the guy Sometimes. knows how to shoot the hell out of stuff like yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. I don't. I don't that's think good. I love him quite as much as you guys do. But I do. But it is like it does help that John McTiernan, that a guy, that a guy who knows where to put the camera is directing. Because even during that whole boring romance section in the middle, it's not necessarily ever like hard to look at that's yeah. not the problem like yeah. it's not like you know he he knows like oh, i'm gonna you know but it's just like it's not like it's that. gambling that yeah. we're going to care about this right and but it banks a uh, banks us like a solid hour on this yeah, yeah. and i just it's but, boy that's that's rough stuff so yeah but that's the thomas crown affair yeah swirls of paint that are really only important to a bunch of silly rich people that's Dennis Leary. And I like that. that. I like that. That line, I like that part just because it was like, oh yeah, no, it's, I don't know. If I, can was... rela- I can relate to that and nothing else in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if there was uh... maybe this movie. Maybe rich people really love this movie because they're like, I wish I was as excited. Maybe Elon Musk is like, I wish I was as exciting a person as Thomas Crown. Elon or Musk probably watches this and goes, that's not how uh, I would do he's it. He's watching it in space. Yeah, that's not. He's tweeting that right now. That's not how I would do it. Here's how I would do it. <laughs> I would There's do a catamaran. I would do it correctly. I would get a weird submarine to go inside the art museum to steal the painting. <laughs> but I wouldn't. But I would. But I, I would say I but would in, do that. But instead, of, but instead, I didn't do that. So. I would say I was going to do that, and then I wouldn't. And then I would say later that I did. 
Even though I never did, because I'm just 100% full of shit. Rich people suck. But there is a catamaran in this. Uh, Thomas Crown is like on a catamaran, because that's what rich people do. So that's two episodes in a row with a catamaran. Yeah, and But he, nobody gets fucked next to this catamaran. He crashes the catamaran uh, on purpose just to get off on it. Yeah. Oh, man. The action, they say that. They for say me, that. the action is the juice, because Someone's, I already have the money. Someone says that. They go, like, he crashed He crashed it just to, just to get the thrill of crashing that $500,000 weird-looking boat. Yeah, why would you want one of those boats? I don't this is know. this is Thomas Crown. Uh, he's talking to this is when he's talking to Faye Dunaway, and he's and, you know, about his prickliness, I, I suppose. And he's like, uh, "How do por- how do porcupines mate?" And then she goes like, uh, "Very carefully." And he goes, "Or unsuccessfully." I don't see many porcupines. You're like, "Shut what?" Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there's plenty of. What are you talking about? That's a, well, that's I of mean, course I don't what? see that many either. He's not wrong. <laughs> I don't see many tigers either. I know they're out there. Yeah. I don't live around them. I've seen more tigers than porcupines. So Thomas Crown just doesn't believe there's that many porcupines, if, if he believes in them at all. I mean, also, like, just, like... He's a porcupine truther. Also, just, like, <laughs> telling the... telling the, Like, that's, like, one of those things where someone tells a joke, and then you go, like, yeah, but actually... He's, well, actually in that joke. Because the joke is, like, how do porcupines make love very carefully? And then yeah. he's like, but I don't see a lot, so maybe not very many. you're like, oh, well, don't fucking... Now... The joke isn't funny, but like now you're well actually my joke. Fuck off. My thesis is that they don't fuck. <laughs> you know, but like, but like, let's get serious for a minute about it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> fuck off, James Bond. You piece of shit. He was currently James Bond when this came out too. I believe. I think so. Yeah. He was still. Uh, yes. He, he was, was still. still James Bond. He was still James Bonding. So this was. That's two James Bonds in this episode. Too. Yeah. This is the final line. This, this is the, they roll credits after this line. It's after she's like jumped over the. The last the, line the of chair. it is at the end where she goes, "All in all, it was a weird, weird <laughs> it was affair." A weird, weird Thomas Crown affair. She goes, it's, "It's a close up of her mouth whispering into his ear," and she goes, "You pull a stunt like that again, I'll break both your arms." Cut to credits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> weird. All right. Uh, okay. I don't know if that's a callback or what, but maybe it's an interesting way to mm. dismount. Yeah. Uh, ratings. Uh, three Juds. Well, I like I like way more of this than I don't, and the stuff that's good in it is really really good. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Douglases for all the fucking and all the nudity, uh, which in a way is refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, and it's like also like a couple of horny adults just having sex. It's not like there's no like creepy sleazy, necessarily like weird rapey right. gross vibe to it or anything is just like these people who are like hey we're adults and we're gonna have sex and you're like oh okay yeah nobody's 39 years older <laughs> exactly right. these these actors are the same age as far as i fucking 39. know 39 <laughs> yeah. they're yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna give a 10 out of 10 cuck dennis leary's yeah <laughs> what a sad sack yeah, he's a real piece of shit hey, Fuck five ladies it. in three days though beat that guy to it's death better than i've done whatever well, only probably nearly today it just Beat him! He beat him unconscious. What? A, but he was working through his shit, man. That was like every episode of Rescue Me. He was somebody. going through a hard time. Yeah. Well, those were firemen, so they're so allowed to beat they, people to they, death. They, yeah, that's true. <laughs> For, they're heroes. Remember how yeah. bad that show was? I remember loving it for a couple seasons, and then it got and then it got very bad. I bet I loved it too for like a season and a half. I bet if I went back and rewatched that first season, which I at the time thought was so good, I would be like, "Oh boy, this is terrible." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah, sure, probably. Uh, probably, I'm, I'm not gonna. Try no, that. I'm not gonna do that. No, no, no. I'm gonna give it two and a half. But I, but like I said, I probably enjoyed it less than even less than Entrapment. I just like that middle section i do like those heists 
But boy, it's got it's so boring in that middle section, and I don't like either one of the. I don't like any of these actors except for maybe Frankie Faison. So maybe it's kind of a drag. Oh, you do like him. No, I like Frankie Faison, oh, okay. and then everybody else. It's like Dennis Leary doesn't do anything for me. Pierce Brosnan, no. <laughs> well, Dennis Rene Leary Rusin, doesn't get your no. hackles up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one, of the, not one of the many legions of Dennis Leary, <laughs> Leary fans. <laughs> Leary heads. The Leary ladies. <laughs> uh, the Leary lot. None of them are the, good. The, we the haven't Leary come up with Jets? a good one yet. The Leary Jets. The Leary Jets. Yeah. Dennis Leary, tell us what your fans are called. Dennis Menaces. <laughs> Denison's? Denison's. We yeah. got it. Bingo. We got it. I don't like it, but all right. I'm a Strathmetician, but I am not a Denison. <laughs> Strathmetician. That's good. <laughs> that was from the last episode. I know, I know, but it's still good. Still good. <laughs> still counts. Uh, but yeah, two and a two and a half Juds. But boy, oh boy, some of the some of the more boring stuff <laughs> you could ever subject me to in the middle here. Mm. Uh, three Douglases. God bless it. Very sex. Trying to be sexy. Being. I don't know if I find it sexy, but it is definitely trying. And God bless them all for you know, frothy adult the naked good times sort of stuff. Yeah, I like like them that they're putting in the effort. And uh, what what else is happening here? Uh, 10 out of 10 stupid gliders. <laughs> Boy, is oh, that yeah. shit dumb. Remember when gliders were cool for like a 10-year period of time? Uh, Before we were born? I found the last one of these dumb gliders. Apparently in 1999, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give it two and a half. Uh, three if I liked the characters a little bit, but I don't. Yeah. So. Uh, and two and a half because those heists are cool. Um, He's so rich. He's bored. Don't you relate to this? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this compelling? Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half, Douglases, because I think if I'm gonna give Entrapment two and a half, I can't. I have to go at least a full one better because this has like basically almost full frontal nudity. Yeah, there's just a lot of nudity. A lot this. of nudity. And like, I mean, she's full. She's almost full frontal nudity. But like then. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is also like crawling across the floor at her after they've had like sweaty sex on the stairs and all over and stuff. You know, it's all very like, uh, yeah, it's all it's all very adult entertainment. Very uh, much. They really went for it with all the nakedness. And I'm gonna give it, uh, I'm gonna give it one Ben Gazzara in an oh, yeah. apron. Ben Gazzara in an apron. Ben one Ben Gazzara is my lawyer. And that is a good scene apron. too, where like the cops come to his apart to his uh, to his condo and they're like with the search warrant. And yeah, he's like, and he's like, get my lawyer. Get my and lawyer. Ben Gazzara comes out of the kitchen wearing an apron. Like ben I'm Gazzara, his lawyer. Yeah. I'm his lawyer. I'm helping him cook dinner. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> ben Gazzara is barely in it, but I do. I just like that guy, and so I wish he was in it more. I wish he was Thomas Crown. Of course, <laughs> get get tree. This should in just here. be Frankie Faison and Ben Gazzara falling in love. Just uh, yeah, just, just fucking. The movie should end <laughs> sure. with the movie should end with them hanging out and going like, what was that all about? I don't. Know, but we're the most interesting actors in the movie. Rich people bullshit. Rich people bullshit, and they clink glasses. <laughs> Freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Thomas Crown affair. Thomas Crown affair. Fine. Moving on to a uh, very mystifying movie. This is gonna be divisive. I suppose. I don't know. I well, mean, between us, I mean. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I really like this movie, The Truth About Charlie. This is your husband. I know this is difficult, but we have many questions. Is this your husband's passport? Shao Longbear. Yes. And this? Oh. And this? And this? Perhaps I will have that, Siggy. Her 
husband's dead. Sorry, our first meeting has to take place under such unhappy circumstances. Her life is in jeopardy. We don't know what your husband was up to, but we do know that he stole six million dollars from some very lethal people. I don't have it. Yes, you do. You just don't know you've got it. And there's only one person she can trust. Joshua. Your husband. Reggie, I'm so sorry. I've got to get out of here. I'm a big, as we've talked about before, I'm a huge Jonathan Demme fan. Yeah, me too. I think we all are. I've never seen it until now, though. Sure. But this is considered by many to be a very bad movie. Yeah. Uh, I originally, when I first saw it, didn't think much of it. But over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, I've revisited it more than than once. It's probably the third or fourth time I've seen it. And I really, really like it now. I think this movie is really interesting. It's very interesting. And I it's think, very strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really... I, 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 dis- I don't disagree that it's interesting and strange. I'll I, definitely give it that. I generally I generally really like this movie. Hmm. And part of it is just, I think, honestly, like, I'm, like, kind of not with it for a while. And then I really, li- I really, really, really love the shit at the end. Yeah. During the credits and stuff. Yeah. And, oh, like... That's, yeah, yeah, that's wild. I just like that stuff so much. It made me smile. I was like, you know what? I do like this movie. Like, uh, I, I think I like this movie as much as I like Charade, which it's a remake of. Ugh. That's like, a movie Charade, Charade I don't is care a, for at all. Charade is a movie I think is also think is fine. Every time I watch it, I go like, this is fine. It's it's got that cool. I like the look of it. I think more than this. I don't really, I don't really love some of the formal stuff Demi's doing here. I get, I get what he's doing. Yeah. And I don't like like a lot of the camera work. I'm like, I understand yep. that you're doing this intimate thing uh, or whatever but it's sort of and it works sometimes and other times i'm like eh, it just looks but now it just seems sloppier well whatever. i mean it's early digital yeah so some of it doesn't look very good now like some I of not i don't want to besmirch a guy the his you know ability to branch out and try something new but i love jonathan demi movies and i was in i was gonna play this one and i was like one way or another it's gonna be a jonathan demi movie so i'll probably like it mm-hmm. because jonathan demi makes movies in the jonathan demi way that i like and then he kind of doesn't there's definitely the, the demi flourishes but he's trying new stuff and i almost uniformly don't like the new stuff okay. that he's trying right off the bat <clears throat> there's a lot of problems with this movie that, w- that we will agree on well one in particular yeah, for sure. Well, one for sure. Well, one. There's a big, a big glaring going, one right in the We simply center. are going the, to agree. Uh, <laughs> but, but, the, but like, uh, yeah. I thought a lot of the... I was assuming that was going to be the problem, and then there's a lot of problems, and a lot of it is J- Demi himself. I don't agree I don't, with that. I don't like what he's doing. I think that the... Uh, the he does... He, the, it's, like, similar to some of the... Uh, like a style that he used later in like Rachel getting Rachel married. getting married, and I think it really works in Rachel getting married. Like the cam, the the way that the the like sort of in your face like handheld cam, handheld camera work. In this one, I it it works at times, and then other times I'm like, oof, I just wish this was shot like a regular movie. Yeah, yeah. but uh, well, I would argue that for a movie made in 2002, it seemed then kind of aggressively modern. In a lot of ways that have dated very badly. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so a lot of that stuff now is like heavy cliche. It's like it's just corny. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it used to feel, or like maybe he thought it would feel when it came out. Yeah. Um, especially the the mixed media, like some film, some video. Yeah, I don't that's think some that pretty works. bad filters. I don't think that works very well. Well, it's like when it cuts to the flashbacks, it's like this video. Yeah. It's like this very this video video in which a, I in which, a movie. which I like Whoa. which I like because it's like you know that idea of like instead of it being like 
I don't know, like that flashback looks looks like a totally different format, and I dig that. I just don't like aesthetically like the look of most of yeah. the stuff. It reminded me <laughs> so a little like bit that, of, you know. of in the cut, where like which yeah. is around the same time, which I'm, is like early, that early digital, yeah. where you're like, oh no, you probably shouldn't have done it that way. Well, that's that's another movie that I, <laughs> I love that, that movie, I appreciate, right? and I and I think and I think is also like. Uh, aggressively like shot in a way that I go like well yeah that just makes me that like that like makes me go like well I don't know you know part of part of a thing that we're doing when we're watching a movie is watching a movie mm-hmm. and so like when a movie's aesthetic is sort of off-putting to you at the start you're like well boy I'm gonna not like looking at this mm-hmm. and that's a main part of a movie is looking at it and so whoops very important you know which is you know you I know. don't think it looks that bad I don't know I don't think this looks I think in in the cut oh I think and in the cut uh was more aggressive yeah yeah in, uh, I, me, I think this movie looks pretty well. good I like what he's doing I'm into it but I'm also just generally into this movie as like all of a piece with Demi's filmography it's sort of it, it fits so many it hits so many boxes for me i also look at it as like bookended at the time with something wild yeah which is another like much like charade but basically a romantic sort of adventure with incidental thriller elements well that one that one like is like where it like it's a tonal shift yeah yeah. that one that one's like oh shit now it's this kind of movie right whereas this is really charade and this are both like the whole time you're like, this is a thriller. Right. This is this kind of like capery thriller romance, but mm. they're but like both this and charade are very like are a little like cheeky. Like yeah. you never feel like, I'm mean, in both movies. I'm, I'm you're never like you're never like, oh man, this is like really really dark or dangerous. Right. Like the whole time, even when people are getting killed, it's a little like yeah, it's trying to it's aiming for that sort of frothy all, fun well, of charade. Also, it's I, I mean I, he's yeah. making deliberate. Formal and narrative homages to many, many French New Wave films. Well, yeah, yeah. A, bunch of those, a bunch of those directors. A bunch of those directors it. show up. Godard's in it. Varda's in it. Anna Karina shows up. Yeah. Uh, that dude from Shoot the Piano Player. Yeah, that's yep. that's a. I really like that scene where he, she puts the, the song on and he's in the room singing with them. I think that's really cool. This is the stuff. This is like the, the pure Demi stuff where you're kind of like, yeah, man, this is why I like Jonathan Demi. And the and the uh, needle drops are all like yeah, almost really good. uniformly across. You're like interesting. In, like yeah, it's all the stuff that he choices. would like. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Say, oh, he's always fascinating with the yeah. music. And I don't know if this is going to be divisive, but I love Thandie Newton in this movie. She's great. She's the, she's and the, I just the, I just love her. Yeah. I just love, I think she's great, generally, and, like, this is, like, playing to all of her strengths. Like, Absolutely. she's very, like, like, uh, I was reading, I was reading, reading Ebert's review, and he was like, well, first he talks about the other, the problem with the movie. Yeah. And then he goes, like, but Thandie Newton, definitely, like, he, he's like, I can definitely see how Demi would be like, if I'm remaking Charade this is my my mm-hmm. actress because like she's not audrey hepburn but like you could they're there's a similar type of like i mean they have a similar build for sure they're both sure. very small women but i she's great in this she's super fun and she's like is like that audience surrogate where you're like what's going on and she's like what's going on and she's she captures that like confused yeah. uh spirit I mean, she, very well she'd worked with him before in beloved which yeah. is a tremendous movie but i think uh, yeah yeah and i think this is but this is a more more fun yeah more oh, fun, obviously more yes. fun role than, than, than her role in beloved where she's a uh a pregnant ghost or something yeah. <laughs> but i but I, I am a huge fan of charade and then it's it was on the other side of this dvd and yeah, so yeah. i finished this didn't like it very much and flipped it over and watched charade and was immediately like yay well i mean <laughs> we 
Charade has that. Is it I like that Saul movie. Bass opening credits right at oh, the beginning? Oh god, the anyway. cartoon, the animated opening. I mean, it's just like out of the so, gate. I'm like, I fucking love this. Well, here's the thing. Here's so here's the thing about this movie is that like it's a remake of Charade. We've Danny Newton. Pretty, if she's well, not, if she's close. not, if she's not uh, Audrey Hepburn, she is like at the very least like, uh, you know, as a good as good an actress as Audrey Hepburn or whatever. And it's like pretty close to one to one as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there's one. There's one thing that's not one to one. There's not even like a uh, hundred to one. Before, I don't know. Before we get to that, oh, let me let me on. get let me get yeah. Well, but there's there's one uh, compare because you can't help but compare one cast to the other. Of I course. mean, it's like it's who hard. are they going to use to play this and that? But right. I will say before we get to the biggest, craziest, <laughs> most fucked up piece of casting, there is a uh, Walter Matthau is in the original right. as like kind of what turns out to be the main bad guy, and uh, and his. Uh, surrogate and the new one is Tim Robbins, yeah. who is who is like, sort of damn. doing Walter Matthau. I like, I like Tim Robbins in this, ah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, would not have picked that. God that, damn! But you know, he's I mean, not. if you're against Tim Robbins, you're not gonna like it. But I don't. Tend, but, I'm not. I'm not like anti. No. I'm not on the anti Tim Robbins. I generally uh, don't team. like him, but he doesn't bother me. I either. think he's fine in this. He's doing a light Boston accent. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, because I hadn't seen Charade in a long time, and I was like, in the role that Tim Robbins is playing, Walter Matthau. Oh my God. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> Walter Matthau is really good. Yeah. But anyways, you know who's really, really good, well, at least know, if you're me, you is Cary Grant. Yeah, but you know who's not <laughs> you know who's not Cary Grant? And not, I'm not like not at all in any in any regard. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's a Oh no. I mean, maybe that gets the movie made. And this is two thousand and one, two thousand and two when it came out. And so you can imagine that that didn't seem so crazy back then. Uh, he wanted Will Smith. Yeah, Will it was Smith supposed was, to be Will Smith. It was supposed to be Will Smith, but see uh, that, and that would have worked for but me. But Ali, was... it's Michael Mann's fault. Ali went yeah. went long, and, <sighs> and so he dropped out. Not my, wow. Yeah, well, and I'm not I'm not the world's biggest uh, Will Smith fan, but Will Smith has something that, that like uh, Wahlberg chemistry lacks. talent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I mean, I think Wahlberg can he has like uh, uh, charisma in in some movies. But like, also when he's playing this type of character that's supposed to have secrets and stuff, like I think Mark Wahlberg is one of those actors who like is is very much, it's uh, his acting is just on its on its yeah. sleeve. Like when he's playing Dirk Diggler or in Three Kings or whatever, he's these very earnest mm-hmm. characters, and you believe you believe in that character because he's that's all that's that's all he can act. He can act that, and I think that he's really good in those parts. But in this movie, he's supposed to be a guy who's maybe not who he says he is, and he can't do it. A, mis- yeah. a mysterious, like uh, yeah. sexy man of mystery yeah. type of guy, and just a hundred percent no. No, and he's and he, flat no. And he's like, and he's also, and he's also like kind of a dull and stuff. And so like when when it's the part where in the script she's supposed to kind of have fallen for him a little bit, mm-hmm. you have trouble believing that this particular <laughs> woman. <laughs> would would be would be interested in this man because yeah. you've met her and you're like she seems like 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 wow she's what a woman and then you and then she's like but this guy and you're like no she doesn't like him yeah if he was Cary Grant sure yeah if he was like charming in any way but he is uh, not yeah Cary Cary Grant in uh, in sure well, just Cary Grant in general brings like a, a combination of like classiness this regal classiness and then also p- surprising co- comedy chops. Yeah. And charisma. He's awesome. I love Cary yeah, yeah. Grant. It's Cary Grant. And uh, Will Smith, at the very least, can bring the, the charisma. roguish charisma yeah. and comedy chops to it. Like, he, he would have gotten that done. Mark Wahlberg has none of these things yeah, to yeah. offer. None of them. Yeah, I don't, none of this is his is his wheelhouse. And I don't it's know weird. That, I don't know that Will Smith could e- either could do the, like, uh, 
the character that may not be who he says he is. Yeah. You know, I don't know that he's that's in, that's necessarily something he's good at either. But you would believe it when she was like, "I like this guy." <laughs> Whereas oh, when sure. you see when you see Mark Wahlberg, you're like, eh, "I believe that she. I believe that she might be like, what's up with this guy?'" Maybe he's not who he says he is, but not that she would like want to be around him. And I and I have to say, <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what happened here. He's introduced on this beach scene, and uh, in this in charade, it's it's a it's it's a very faithful adaptation. Uh, in charade, it's in this mountain like resort sort of thing right. where she first meets Cary Grant, and he goes up and he's like ah blah blah blah, and then she he's like well see you, and she goes quitter, you know this whole thing where you give it up, and this is what happens with her and Mark Wahlberg, and Mark goes hey I found your fucking kid here, uh, you want you take your fucking kid back. <laughs> And she's like, and he's like, anyway, see you later, peace out. And she's like, quitter. <laughs> you know, we get that whole thing. But Mark Wahlberg, the way he's shot, and maybe he had a, he'd had tied one on the night before. So he's very <laughs> puffy. He looks like shit. He hasn't shaved. Yeah. He just looks bad. And it's very strange that she would be like, no, no, where are you going? You, hey, hot stuff, get back here. <laughs> you big stuffed meat tube guy. Wow, Whoa, work. my loins are burning for you. Where you headed off to? <laughs> Come on back, douchebag. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. You <laughs> fell off a boat from Boston. I'm getting, oh, God. Get all up in my shit. Get me some Duncan. <laughs> you want to go get fucking Duncan together there? Uh, so I love fucking Duncan. Duncan. Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. speaks French a bunch to people. It's also yeah. very funny. Like, yeah. if you... <laughs> fucking Jen, I say quoi? Uh, uh, you, over there. Question no me bono. I don't know. The, uh, the, the truth about Charlie, the char- titular Charlie, is not Mark Wahlberg, though. No. It is her husband. Her husband. Who, Stephen Delane. It's Stannis. Delane. Who you yeah, see yep. getting... Stannis Baratheon. Who you see getting... Uh, well, um, you don't see him get offed, but Thomas you, Jefferson. You see him... The very first Thomas scene... Thomas Jefferson? The very first scene is he's like in, a naked he's lady. He's in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Opening, opening shot of the movie, basically, yeah. is like a naked lady after naked the credits. Lady. Like, oh, there's a lady getting dressed, and then there's Charlie. Mm-hmm. We find out to be Charlie. Uh, who just had sex with her, who is currently Tanny Newton's husband, and she is on the beach with her friend going like, I think I'm going to get a Already. divorce from my husband. They've been together yeah. like They've been six together months. For, for a few months. They knew each other like two months before they got married, and she's already like, eh, I'm going to get a divorce. doesn't know a goddamn yeah. thing gonna, about him. I'm going to divorce him, and we're like, well, she's already dead, so you yeah. don't worry about that. But she doesn't have to worry about a whole bunch of other shit because this guy, Charlie, was into some stuff. Yeah. And so a bunch of people are after some a bunch of money that he had that turns out that stamp he put them into stamps, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, the and president they, made those stamps, too. <laughs> made by the president. Very rare stamps. These are the, actually, these, these stamps are so rare they weren't made by the president. That's we're, why they're so valuable. I mean, we're giving away, that's giving away some it's stuff George from w, later. George, George W. Bush would have made these stamps I don't then, think that the plot mechanics of this, I don't follow them anyway. Well, I mean, it has a very long explainer scene yeah, at it the does. end. Like, and, it does. And so it's like, the whole movie, is, the whole movie is, is constantly tricking you, but it's like, what it is is a bunch of these, like, these weird characters like following her. It's these trio of, of ex-military One of them is uh, Lisa Gay Hamilton from Manchurian Candidate. Sure. One of them, yeah, oh yeah, she's in that. And one of them is... Uh, Ted Levine. One of them Ted is Levine. fucking Ted Levine, who's got a whole thing going on. Yeah. He's in, well, and George Kennedy is playing his role in Charade, and George Kennedy's got a uh, a hook hand. Okay. And so Ted Levine's, they don't want to, they didn't do that one-to-one, but they wanted some sort of health defect for him. So he's like a hypochondriac. Yeah. Right. And in one scene, he's got like the two, the, the yeah. stuff that you stick on the monitor, the chest monitor. Electrodes or something. Electro- yeah. Whatever those are called. He's also and got, then he's like, also got needles sticking. I love that yeah, shit. He may be hanging out of his fucking face. I like that. I like that. Those touches because that's just fun. That stuff reminds me of Demi, where it's like these characters, these like everybody's secondary characters. These secondary characters have all this shit going on, and that's a good. That's a good one to one too. Like George Kennedy to Ted Levine. Also, at the time of this coming out, it 
it's remarkably diversely cast. Yeah, who's the Korean guy? I don't recognize him from anything. I feel like I recognize him, but it Let's might be because I've seen this like three times. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's like a guy where I'm like, I feel like I recognize him from from he, something. He's in the James Coburn role, I believe. But he's good too. I like I like all those thieves. The the, the well, the ex military. It turns out that they were in Charlie's unit in some sort of exercise. This has a lot of shades of like the Manchurian Candidate kind of a little bit too. It feels like it could in the same world, like this sort of like yeah, yeah, black ops military stuff. Yeah, this, this crooked shenanigans having to do with foreign it, wars and stuff like that. Yeah, and like money, the money that's stolen by Charlie was stolen from this war, and these people are after it. And there's this character named what's the character that they Charlie. No, the character who they think Wahlberg is the whole movie, but then it turns dial? out... Dial? Yeah, dial. Dial keeps coming up, and is Dial alive? Is Dial dead? Dial's supposed to be dead, but then Mark Wahlberg's pretending to be Dial, but he's working with these three yeah. these three other people to try and figure out if... Uh, fuck, Katie Newton has the money. If she has the money, uh, and she has, and like the whole movie, she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, she she figures out stuff as it, as it comes up, but people constantly are thinking she knows more than she does or she knows something even when charlie's father or mother sees her yeah and then thinks she killed my my son right. she's like she's like she he told her that his mom was dead right so she has no fucking idea or clue what's happening so she's just being played by all of these people yeah. uh constantly um yeah, yeah that, I don't know. that's part of the fun is she's yeah, a, yeah. she's a fun character and she's just sort of getting like she's just really re way like so over in over her head like it's it's kind of amusing yeah, yeah. she doesn't know or care about any shit and then she's it turns just a little out bit that, horny really and then we, and then, and then <laughs> a little just a little bit horny yeah in, in charade she's very very and then horny. isn't and then dial is actually tim robbins tim robbins right? yeah, yeah. It who's, turns out who's, who's pretending, basically the bad guy who's pretending to be a guy working for the u.s government right so but that's actually who Mark Wahlberg is. He is working for the government. And his name is Bartholomew. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and so it turns out he's actually is a boring a boring like paper pusher sort of. Yeah. But who had who was trying to he's working for like the I don't know, the government. Uh, he's under three levels of cover or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just works for the State Department or whatever, yeah. and he's just trying to get the money back. He's just trying to get the money or back, something. The stamps or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the president, they don't know the president they don't made know the, those stamps, so they need to get them back to the new important. president. Yeah. They got the, they got some money from Sarajevo somehow, and it got turned into stamps somewhere by by Charlie, by Charlie. somewhere along the way. Right, right, right. And all all the plot stuff isn't isn't particularly important in this no. movie or the original. It's just like it's like a fun breezy. Yeah. Sexy caper. No, like the idea. There's literally like a five to seven minute scene where Tim Robbins explains well, what's been happening the whole what's time. What's been happening the whole time at the end of the movie? It's a very, <laughs> which I'm not a huge fan of in general, and it, it's <clears throat> fine here, but it's the same. I feel the same where I'm like kind of like, man, I wish that, I wish in this remake of Charade you'd figured out a better way yeah. to explain the plot than having a character explain the plot. But I guess you didn't, and whatever. <laughs> I really like I really like the way that this movie wraps out wraps up. I really love that like instead of them having a shootout, it's just like everybody puts the guns down, and it's very demi ish. It's very like not. It's it's deliberately a choice to be nonviolent. He's not interested in that. Yeah, the way, the, the way he's most not movies making would, that would movie. Wrap up. Yeah, yep. that's not what he would do, and I think that's really cool. 
There's tons. I mean, it is. A, it is. It's not like it's not a Jonathan Demme movie. Yeah. But I, and I just didn't think I was capable of kind of not liking a Jonathan Demme this mu- movie yeah. this much. Yeah. But there is this. You know, <laughs> the the stuff. That, the reason that he made this movie, I feel like, is to to get in all these references to French cinema, and, and so to it, shoot a movie in France, which he does gorgeously. I think looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. But then, but there's yeah. like third. But there's like fourth wall breaking sort of stuff uh-huh. where like characters from like other movies will like look at the two characters in this movie and like wave at them and there's they know who they are somehow even though they've never met before yeah. that happens at the end where it just sort of seems like all these classic french uh, cinema people are just sort of like waving at them and they're like waving back and you're not even sure like how they're spatially related yeah but jonathan demi just wanted to kind of like he's like because the movie is the well, movies are all kind of folding in together and they're meeting each other i feel like it's very the whole movie is very playful and it almost feels like like i, I mean like like charade it's absolutely. a it's a lark mm-hmm. like the whole it doesn't matter what the plot of the movie right. is. And I think that's the same with Charade. Who fucking cares? Yeah. But it's like that you watch these characters bouncing off of each other and like that's the whole point of like one of these caper things is sort of like yeah. that. And I think I, I like I like mostly like this. I like the Streets of Paris stuff. I think it looks you know, it looks good. It looks like Paris. Uh I don't know, it's like, you know, going in and out of buildings and the metro and everywhere. So it's like, you know, Paris is a, a lovely city. Yeah, there, there's a part where uh, but he doesn't show. It's not like they're at the Eiffel Tower or at the you yeah, know, yeah, uh, you know, Champs Elysees or whatever. Where it's like, yeah, you know, here's the regular. It's like you know, it feels like it's shot in like in Paris. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and it's a love streets. letter to Paris. But there's a part when they're in the hotel and they're dancing to the music from Shoot the Piano Player, right. and Charles Aznavour himself appears yeah. as in his old man form and starts singing for them. This is the kind of shit that happens. I love that. Shit. And That's at like, the end of the movie. That this is in the that happens this twice in the beginning. Oh right, right. Or in the middle, or something like that. And it then happens he, twice. And he turns up again. Later, he and, sings the same song in English. And then you see uh, when in the dance scene. This is the scene Anna in Karina. the original where yeah. they're passing an orange. But this is just like dancing with each other, and it's Anna Karina, and she's yeah. singing a song. And then later on, there's a la- do you know? I don't know what this one is. There's a lady on the bridge. And uh, Tandy Newton just I, walks past her, and they just look at each other, and it's then sort of like a huh. That, that, one, that was one I didn't get. I but didn't. Agnes I don't know Varda what that was. Earlier is in the Agnes movie. Varda's in it. Yeah. Agnes Varda. Godard pops up. Um, yeah. But Refer- uh, references to Jacques Demy. I felt like it was like uh, just that he. The, the I mean, you feel like Demi made this because he just was like, "Well, this will be fun to make," and it seems like it was. Yeah. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like there's much more to it except that they were like, "This will be a lark. I'm gonna have a good time making this," and then people hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it but would it, have been a tough sell if they had had somebody better than Mark Wahlberg because it's just not gonna be a like a movie like this is just not gonna be like these esoteric references to old French cinema. This is not a wide swath of. But I mean, I don't, the movie going public this yeah, is targeted at you know i don't i don't know that the, i don't know that it's so that it's so referency and i don't think that stuff is like i don't know that that stuff like is uh, that's just like, like the texture. predominant part yeah that's it's just texture. texture i think the problem with the movie but it would be i think it might be confusing to to people maybe to be like what's happening the, here the problem with the movie if there's a problem is whatever it'd probably be the same problem with the plot of charade which is that like there's a nonsense going on and then it's yeah. just explained at the end and it's kind of like oh okay but I think it would be if if Mark Wahlberg wasn't Mark Wahlberg and it was somebody who had some who was more charismatic and had more chemistry with Dandy Newton. When it gets to the end, and you're sort of like, oh, they're together, and there's uh, what's his, uh, Charles Aznavour yeah. singing for them or whatever, you'd be like, oh, how nice. But in this, you're like, eh, just well, she's gonna move on to a different guy. Right. Hopefully, like, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, she, hopefully she's not sticking with. Yeah. It. I also like, I love, I love the. 
ending because it keeps cutting between all the characters and like the secretary mm-hmm. like goes off with uh yeah the, with the shoot the piano player guy <laughs> and like she's following him around while he's singing everywhere and the uh the korean guy runs into the girl the naked lady from, from the, the very beginning, beginning and he and she like sees he's hurt and she's like oh and helping him and he kind of looks at the camera okay. like oh, not i guess bad. a little bit of love for me too I love all that shit and how like Tim Robbins is in jail now, yeah. and then he Char- turned out he Charlie's was the mom one who is also in jail. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie's mom is also in jail because she ran over Lisa Gay Hamilton earlier in the movie, and then she like she has now I guess you know knows and she like and this is all during the end credits and yeah. she like is like delivering food to him and he's like thank you and then like she's going away and you hear him dying because she poisoned the food or whatever yeah. and she smiles and I'm like I, I all that shit I found very charming and I feel like that was almost the reason that that stuff won me back into the movie which was weird at the very end is this supposed to like answer me this do you think this is supposed to be a joke because Tim Robbins is in jail and it's a jail in Paris and it's like opulent, and the and like the gold, the bars are practically gold. And she opens like this op- this beautifully like Maybe, molded yeah, like weird. slot in the jail, and hands him this huge lavish meal. And this is jail. <laughs> I mean, maybe is the joke like French prison, huh? I don't it's know. It's still pretty pretty swanky. Maybe or also or like just we're making a movie. And also or like, maybe that's that's just a place that they shot, it and that's what it's like. I, I mean, don't know. also he may be in like you know minimum security prison or whatever and yeah. like they get good food there <laughs> and also they just have better food in in france we than don't here. do so bad they, food in france they might just have better jail food yeah. yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me actually if they were just like yeah we get good food of course we get good food we have we do we do good food what you guys don't get no no france. unless you go to that one we hostel. don't get good food if we're not in prison <laughs> unless you go to that one hostel where just <laughs> yeah. matt kevin and travis stayed on their second night in paris where they give you one, one coffee piece of bread. and one piece of bread and go voila he said, voila, when you put the jam on the table. <laughs> and you sleep on voila. a and you sleep on a rubber mat. Yeah, it was rubber. And it's like a sauna in there. Weird. Ugh. Gross, yeah. <laughs> Not as charming as as this uh, as I would have preferred these, to stay in that jail cell. And these people stay in. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like it's just a back and forth chase. Some characters get killed. Yep. Uh, yeah, turns like a out, couple characters get killed. Turns out it's, you know, been Tim Robbins behind it the whole time. I don't know. This is like, it's, so, it's so funny to like. The, I don't. The, the specific plot beats don't even matter. No. It's and pretty, he explains the whole thing at length at the end. What happened? And then you get flashbacks. I yeah. thought this was pretty funny because like a couple people had died had had died off, and this happens in the original where like the bad guy is secretly bumping them off, and so it's kind of like it's like that that end of Usual Suspects where it's like, oh, this is what really happened possibly, and so you see the explanation for the first for the first person who died, and it's like it was him, he did it, and then Ted Levine got he he killed Ted Levine and poisoned him, and then the this lady got hit by a car from the mom, yeah. and it's like, and then what happened with her? Oh, she no she no he didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> she really did just get hit by a car by that lady, yeah. but she was looking at Tim Robbins when when it happened, so it's like, well, I I can't I don't know if we can hand him that one. No, no, I well, I don't think he wants. He's like, no. Oh, no. He's like, oh no! He's like, no, no, because she's pushing uh, her out of the way, yeah. yeah. And then she sees him, and she's like, because obviously she's like, he's supposed to be dead, and so she's surprised right before she. That's why she. I think that's why the whole. I think that's why she doesn't get out of the way, right? Yeah. And then she gets she hit by a car him. and gets knocked into the window of a cafe and is bleeding out of her eye, uh, out of her eye and mouth and stuff. It's uh, pretty. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I wouldn't call it like a crazy tonal shift or anything like that, but it's you know, like a lot of the stuff in this movie. I was going, oh, this now, okay. No, I mean, sure, yeah, that's Demi. He always has tonal shifts in his movies, you know. And then in the during the closing credits, more goes down after we get the scene uh, where uh, Tim Robbins gets killed by the mom in jail. Uh, there's a shot of Francois Francois Truffaut's grave, great <laughs> headstone. <laughs> Just there you go. 
And Demi's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> he also dedicates Demi going, yeah, fuck it. He also dedicates it to his brother, which I think is yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that whole deal. Yeah. Ted, Ted Demi, R.I.P. Yeah. It was pretty weird. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. All in all, I think this movie's, I liked it. I think it's I charming. It's a lot. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it hits a lot of buttons for me. I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, one thing I didn't, one thing I learned last night watching it again was that the camera operator, and this is Pierre Morel, who shot, who's the director of like the Taken movies. One of the worst directors to ever make a film. <laughs> Whoa, okay, wow. <laughs> you know that famous thing on, the, that thing from Taken 3 or whatever, that's like Liam Neeson climbing over the fence, <laughs> like 15 or 16 cuts? That's him. Jesus Christ. Huh, okay. We're really running the gamut of uh, well, French, they, French filmmaking. I don't exactly. particularly love the camera work in this movie, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that guy's not a good I mean, he's director. Just the, he's just the operator, so I mean. Yeah, but he's operator. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let me operate the camera this way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a shot, like, uh, again, back to that shot where uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's all puffy on the beach introducing himself, and, and it's like Jonathan Demi trying new shit, and I don't like it, where he's got these he's like the, got these close-ups on their faces, which is very Demi, and then he's just sort of panning across them as they talk to each other. They keep going back and forth as they say stuff, and the pan- camera pans side to side across their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, you tried a thing. <laughs> you tried something new. I don't like it at all. I don't yeah. care for that one bit. There's a lot of that in this it, movie it where has, you're like, you got, I got to give it to him. He's, you know, he's throwing a lot of shit at the wall. Yeah, there's plenty of the like uh, Demi characters staring directly into the camera, talking to a, ca- a different character, talking yeah. to the audience, kind of shit to them. I wanted more of it. Yeah, yeah, I always want more. There's one on the fer- on the Ferris wheel where Tim Robbins and Tandy Newton are talking, and it's the straight up Demi stuff. And then it's on a Ferris wheel, so you get the extra movement in the background, and I loved it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it's, I get little bits and pieces of what I want. Yeah, and then a lot of. A lot of Mark Mark Wahlberg. This is Mark Wahlberg's. He he considers this his worst movie, and there's no fucking way that's true. No, no. absolutely not. Maybe when he said it, uh, but I still don't think so. No, uh, even then, maybe he had a bad time making it or something. I don't know. Probably because he doesn't get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean he re- he renounces. He's an idiot. Boogie Nights. <laughs> let's yeah, that's be, true. Let's be very clear. Mark Wahlberg fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's a moron, and he's an idiot. <laughs> And the movies he's in are generally bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think he especially guy I think once. especially now. Now, not maybe think, not then. I think at the time he was like uh, he was in interesting things, and he maybe even was interested in like, oh, I want to work with this director, so that'll be fun, you know. Like, and he, and then I think at some point he like, working met, with David O. Russell. At some point he met Peter Berg and was like, this guy and me, we we just want to do the same thing. <laughs> We're just gonna do these bland stories of American heroism or whatever. I would have stopped. I don't 9/11. even know what they're like. I would have if, if it had been me. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, you know, I would have stopped it. Those people, you know, they didn't do it, but I would have. I would have stopped 9/11. I'd have blinded those terrorists in one eye, for sure. I would have totally gone after him. I would. I would have won. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Uh, he's a dumb guy, and uh, he's now bad he just, in this. Now he just makes movies where he would have stopped 9/11. How many of those Peter Berg movies has he made at this point? Fifty. It feels like it. I believe they did six last there's year. There's like four, <laughs> at least. It's three or four. Because there's the there's uh, the Boston Marathon one. I don't think I've seen any that of them. Exists. There's Deepwater Horizon, which isn't that bad. Uh, there's the terrible one he made last year, Spencer Confidential. Was that Peter Berg? Oh yeah. Oh well. And did that I movie, see that one? That was straight to Netflix. I might have watched that one. It was like a remake of the show. Uh, Spencer? Spencer for Hire, yeah, Spencer same character Hire? basically. Right. And boy, that that movie fucking sucked. Uh, and there's probably one more. 
Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor, yeah, which, I, I, which I do like. The story of a man falling down a hill. <laughs> a story of a bunch of men getting turned into hamburger on the side of a hill. <laughs> yeah, he's still falling down that hill. Oof. <laughs> I do quite like that movie. It's good. But yeah, it's like uh, if you want to see Mark Wahlberg and uh, Tim Riggins get shot at for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Coach Taylor gets blown up. In it. No, Taylor. it's not Coach Taylor. Uh, Coach Taylor is in it. Is it? Yeah. It is Coach Taylor. He, does he get blown up? Because like they send in the other helicopter to save them, and uh, then just like immediately they get nuked. I think he is in that helicopter. Yeah, yeah and they get blown. They get blown up. Uh, anyway, I thought that was Eric Bana. No, it's Eric Bana. Coach Taylor is in it though. Okay. Anyway, at any well, rate, at Bruce, any rate, Eric Bruce Bana. We find Bruce out the Bana. we find out the truth about Charlie the whole time. He's like, I just want to find out the truth about Charlie. I just want to get some stamps. Yeah, I just I stamps. love I love that this movie. I'll never not love that this movie is like a corrective to like. A time, a time when movies were getting like more and more violent, and like sort of more and more cynical because of just what was going on in the world. And Demi makes a movie where everybody falls in love at the end. I did like that. That's that was I like that at the end where it's just like, oh, yeah. the characters like, are all. It's above like a them. different kind of resolution of a plot like this. Yeah, yeah. and then it's Tim, cool. And then Tim Robbins gets killed. It seems almost like a deliberate like post nine eleven thing. Yeah, going uh, flying in the face of the the conventional wisdom at the time. Yeah, there is a there is an act a, a really funny line um, <laughs> that I think we could all kind of agree with, and I don't know if Jonathan Demi added it. Like people aren't going to care about this relationship, right. relationship but where uh, she comes back, to, like after it seems like they're not going to hook up, and right. Mark Wabach's back in his uh, in his office he's again. Got his, he's got his Harry like, Potter oh, office under the stairs. Fuck, I really like that girl, but fuck, man, ah, ah fuck, <laughs> fuck me. And, uh, and he's like sad, and then she shows up, and, and then it's like, oh, we are going to hook up. And he's like, oh, wow, this, I'm so glad you came back, or we never would have hooked up. And then she goes, uh, yes, I would have regretted that for several weeks, possibly. <laughs> 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 it would have been like the biggest fucking deal in the world. Uh, also, like, there's a part where she dramatically like burns the stamps everybody's after. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what deflates the gun, the you know Mexican standoff, because they're like, well, shit. Yeah. Well, and there's no money now. There's no money or whatever. But she actually has the stamps. They were, it was her and the cop who's in it a lot too. They were laser printed. I can't, the cop is a French actress, but they they can't remember who. Right. She you, you you also think she might be after the money at some point, but actually she's just trying to get the bad guys. Yeah. It turns out. And yeah. They made fake stamps, and they she burned those. It was fakes. She gets to have a little agency at the end there, do a little scheming on her in her own right. And everybody it's wins fun. except for the yeah. So that's and at that point she knows. At that point it's like oh she knew what was going on at some point, but yeah. she's confused the whole movie. Yeah, but Danny yeah. Newton is charming. She's very charming. She's a she's a winner every in every other regard, uh, at least acting wise. Hey, Ted Levine's fine, I guess. Ted I Levine's know. Ted Levine's fun to watch. Yeah. I like the I like the the like three soldiers that are like the thieves, I like how chummy they are with each other. Yeah. yeah, I like them. They were in Sarajevo together. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun to watch. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah. Ratings: three and a half Juds. Just love this movie. Just mm. just fun. I've seen it. We'll we'll definitely watch this multiple more times. Wow. Uh, I give it like one and a half Douglases. Yeah, it's nudity right at the beginning. And there's a part where she's like showering and like uh, yeah, you can see her like through a translucent uh, shower curtain and happily like just bouncing around the bathroom, talking to Mark Wahlberg who's outside, yeah, yeah snooping yeah. around her apartment. And I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, Charles Aznavour is just showing up in my fucking apartment. <laughs> <laughs> there's an old man in here. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's singing. Every time uh, there's 
There's the rule to this. If you if you don't follow French cinema, just know that anytime an old old person is singing like shit in this movie, there's some significance to it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not supposed. That's a famous person in French cinema, because uh, uh, Anna Karenina is also like Anna Karenina. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't die under that train. <laughs> Instead, made it to 2001 Paris. She made it out. <laughs> they tried to tie her to the train tracks, but no, <laughs> no place to tie her. It's a callback to the very beginning. Uh, my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Uh, two jots. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I, the stu- even the stuff that I like theoretically. Uh, I love all the the references to French stuff, but it only works for me like theoretically. Like, it just doesn't do much for me. I, th- I th- find the movie clunky. Mark Wahlberg's a liability. Tandy's great. Yeah. I don't really like anybody else in it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. How many did you Douglases did you give it? One and a half. One and a half. I'll do one and a half. Sure. For flat, you know, some real PG thirteen nudity at the beginning, at the, the very beginning. You're like, jeez. First shot of the movie, practically. Here we go. Yeah. Let's get saucy. Um, and uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Ted Levine acupuncture needles <laughs> just hanging out of the side of his face. Nice. Oh, get the great big fat needles in my face. <laughs> Oh. Uh, police around here don't have the first clue how to get acupuncture done. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark. Stick that needle in my face, Mark. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Mark. 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 You have to do it again, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Jen. Remember when he was in that David Fincher movie, Mank? Mank. Hey, Mank. Mank. Come on, let's go solve this crime, Let's solve Mank. some mysteries, Mank. It's Monk. <laughs> Whatever, Mank. Aaron Ted Levine and Mank go solve crimes together in uh, the th- the 30s. Uh, it would have been better than the movie Mank. Mank, <laughs> That's Mark. for fucking sure. I didn't like that movie. No, it's not. It's because it's not a good movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Juds. Whoa. I enjoy this movie. I like it. I wish I liked it more. I think I, w- I would if it, yeah if it was just if I wasn't sort of annoyed by its like handheld aesthetic or whatever it's doing. I would, I, I would be it would be higher. And you know also you know if the Mark Wahlberg was at the center of the movie, of a lot of it. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, one Douglas. Okay. Just one. Mm. Not even one and a half. Because mm. there's not even any like sex, really. You see that he's she's getting dressed after sex. Yeah. And then her and Mark Wahlberg, thankfully, don't actually have sex. They don't bone. They just dance. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. They dance around it. About as much as I could take. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what other stuff is in this movie. Let me get it. 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, killer moms. Because that lady, she kills two people in this movie. Yeah, yeah she's really... Uh, Charlie's uh, Charlie's mom runs over that runs over that lady and then also kills Tim Robbins at the end of the movie. So <laughs> She's really gone feral with grief. She like, yeah, she, and, and, apparent, and from what I gather, her son sucked. Yeah. Like so, like she's like just upset because it was her son. I don't know because he seems like he was a dick. He had like all he's a you know he had like fake families all over the world. It seems like. Yeah, if I had a son like that, fucker starting franchise, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. It's fine. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you might not be like fuck it, but you no, might. I be, would be. You might be. You might be like you. You, you at least be like shit. You know, he kind of sucked. I mean, he doesn't seem like the type of son who like called his mom all the time. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like so, what's she all hung up about? I mean, maybe she. Maybe that was all she had. Anyway, she seems happy in jail now, poisoning people. So <laughs> yeah. good for her. Just going around poisoning people in jail—that's a, that's a fulfilling life in its own right. You got to have a hobby. Yeah. Everyone needs for a hobby. Sure. You got to stay busy. 
Say lovey. Well, speaking of staying busy, what are we doing next time? Oh boy, speaking busy. Of does anybody sexiness. remember what they what they were? We're doing we're know. doing three Kim Basinger movies. Basinger Instinct. <laughs> we're gonna do uh, Final Analysis, <laughs> No Mercy, and The Real McCoy. Yeah. Oh boy, get ready for that. Final Analysis, one that's been top of list for you know. I mean, yeah, that's people just, keep asking us to do that one. Absolutely. And No Mercy is a is like a poster that I remember distinctly, just because it's her and Richard Gere looking very worried and sweaty and wet in a swamp or whatever. And I'm yeah, like, they, that movie looks awesome. They fight, and I'm sure they fight the Cajuns in that. I love it. I can't two wait. Di- More Cajun two shit. Dick Gears, but we're, but it's gears. the Basinger episode. Damn yeah, it. Yeah. No, no gear episode. Screw you, Richard Gere. He's been in a lot of these. Logan. So we've I know we've done a lot of Richard yeah. Gere movies. Yeah, he's well. never had his own episode. I like that him. one where he got cucked. That was a good one. <laughs> I do that like was that good. That was yeah. a really good movie. Uh, well, anyway, we got a. Speaking of that, the new Adrian Lyne movie is coming on Hulu. Oh, yeah, it's been brought to my attention. So we oh, should the find Affleck, the yeah. yeah, and it's based on a. I think it's based on a book, but anyway, uh, we should do that. We should find a place for it. Maybe just do it on the Patreon. The wide or open sea or something. Like that. I think a, a lot of people would appreciate it if we did that on the Patreon. Yeah, let's do that. A lot of people. A lot of hundreds of thousands. Speaking of, people. of which, get on our patrons. <laughs> four fifty a month. We're almost a almost still almost to one twenty five. Where yeah, we're gonna do our yeah. four ventures. So let's just get five. We just need like five more people five to get more. on there and, and like uh, you know help help us and then tra- if listen if you're listening to this and you want spit to, it out to force Travis and I to watch fucking Benjamin Button again. I'm even just less do it looking out forward of, do it to out of fucking spite for us to have to watch fucking The Curious Case of Benjamin Button again. I'm even it, less looking forward least. to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Wow. Oof. Oh, man. I fucking rewatched Oof. that a couple months ago. That put movie down, is awesome. Five people put down 450 out of double spite for Travis. <laughs> yeah. You will be ruining my week if you do that. Absolutely. And that, that should be worth it. That's, That's definitely worth That's 450. That's definitely worth 450. And all the other shit. You can listen to all the other ones that are already on there. Yeah. Uh, give us ratings. Rate us four. five stars, five only, stars only. Five stars only, please, on iTunes. Please do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. That's it. Until next follow time. Follow us on Twitter, Letterboxd, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.